What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 341 broken up into two parts, A and B. A. B. Thank you, sirs. 341A posting on 8-1 will be discussion on Barbie and 341B posting on 8-4 will be discussion on Oppenheimer, both of which theatrical and both of which doing very well for themselves. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, as he does every week, is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely permanent guest, Chris Bond. Gentlemen, how are we today? Welcome to my Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get... I've Barbie is just off the I rails. I have 8,000 Barbie references queued up for the remainder of this show. As Perfect. you should. As and they're all Ken you lines. Can speak, you, can <laughs> always, you can only speak in Kenisms. Fair. From here <laughs> on. I will do that. <laughs> you, sir, have the Kennergy... <laughs> oh boy oh boy yeah Give me barbie some is um, beers some, i am knuff uh, might be my favorite <laughs> thing i've ever read in my life yeah that was hilarious how about the entire fucking song he sang listen yeah it's great it's great we'll talk about it more but i don't yeah, know how we those will, guys we will. got through some of those shots how did it take right. 15 years to film this <laughs> filmed in real time uh, Amy that. Schumer, by the way i think was cast as the original barbie back in 2009 ish 2010 i'll take what we got <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer because <laughs> i was thinking the same thing <laughs> exact same thing You're can you imagine shit. jesus <laughs> you imagine this movie with amy schumer it oh, would be forget, i mean this quarter of what very, it is this movie was very different when it was first written though right you know what I mean? it, yes yes it's it's undergone quite a bit of change actually schumer wanted to do she was she was i think she was ugly barbie and she wanted to become an inventor in the real world so she ventures into the real world so that's a very different story yeah but uh, or not ugly Barbie, but like, what's the Barbie? What's who's what's Weird Barbie? Weird Barbie one who's played with a little too hard. You yeah. said ugly Barbie <laughs> while referencing Amy Schumer. I just want to point that out. I did not mean it. Amy Schumer did not. Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. halfway there, halfway there. All right, gentlemen, how are we this week? What's going on? You guys enjoying the extreme heat still? It's gone here. It's moved, yeah. moved along. No, it wasn't exactly the most fucking fun. <laughs> it was. It was heavy here. What was it? Friday afternoon, walking outside because it wasn't even sunny. No. <laughs> it was like walking into a fucking sauna. Yep. It was bad, man. It, it was it was ninety one degrees at eighty six percent humidity. You can tell this, dude. A it's wet. You can tell there's a podcast, a bunch of old guys on it because we talk about the weather every week. I just want to point that out. We, well, yeah, but it's only it's the just Earth is dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So yesterday I walked. I uh, I walked. 16 miles yesterday on the belt line uh and it was gonna be taking a fucking electric scooter or some shit no i think he's trying to live better i started early in the morning and i just i stopped at a couple of starbucks along the way because along the belt line there's all kinds of there's all kinds of like play all restaurants what he doesn't want to tell everybody is that he's only walking this much not for health but for pokemon go he's hatching eggs so it's fine i get it that's that is a byproduct also do that on an electric scooter True. Well, as long as it's going twenty or less. But no, I last I have gotten. You think those they before. let those things go more than twenty? People will be dead. <laughs> there, are, there are the, one of them. The lime does not, but the bird ones by Uber. They, I think, they go twenty five. Hmm. But um, yeah, it was a. I was almost drive that right into traffic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was my. I am. I look like a tomato. My 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 body is so sunburned, but. It's okay. I'm dealing. You know, you can. You're, you're an adult man. You can just purchase sunblock. I have sunblock. 
It's just it's did very. Did you popular. wear any? We discovered yes. this a couple a couple shows ago. He doesn't know what sunblock is or how to apply it or how many times to apply it. <laughs> I put on sunblock at eight forty five a.m. and returned to my house at nine p.m. <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> Why am I sunburned? I don't know, no, sir. I have an idea. Okay, fine, fine. What else is going on, guys? Let's not enough about me and my sunblock. What's going on with you guys? Well, um. Didn't really watch anything extra this week. However, uh, a game called Remnant 2 came out for all my gamer friends out there, and uh, it's fantastic. Everyone should play it. What's period. Remnant? Remnant 2 okay. is a um, it's third-person shooter, but okay. it's like a story action RPG style. I uh, think of Destiny, but um, all in third. Well, it's all yeah, all in third person instead. Okay, and it's very sci-fi esque. You travel between worlds. And the whole thing is, is that it's procedurally generated. So like your run may not be the same as your friends and you can restart your game as much as you want to get like new, like new gear. And the story will change slightly every time. So you won't, you won't see the same game twice. Interesting. Very, very good. It's fantastic. And it's gorgeous. Good game. Hmm. I've been playing a lot of that. Yeah. I've been playing Ratchet and Clank on my PC. Nice. Because it just came came out. (laughs) Yep. Fresh those are, yeah, those are, those are always. It great. is. It's like a. I always. I remember the very first time I played a Ratchet and Clank way back in the play PlayStation Three games, and I was just like, "Holy shit! This yeah. is like legitimately a this Pixar cool. game." Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's still very, very good. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of lost some of its like luster for me now, but well, mate, I mean, look when I when I fired differently up, back then. It's true, but when I fired up on my PC, because um, it is a very intensive game, um, so I can't push it much higher than like medium settings or whatever because it mm-hmm. it was trying to light my computer on fire. It wasn't optimized for PC to begin with, so it, well, it, it definitely runs weird. It seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um but the, it was definitely wee <laughs> just screaming along. And we weren't gonna try to go into fourteen forty because it was like <laughs> I don't want to die today. So. That's great. It's great video game talk on a movie podcast. Great, great. Well, I mean, it's just relevant stuff. I mean, I also leveled up 11 times in Call of Duty this week if you really want to talk about oh, that. Yeah. No yeah. one does. does that, no one does, man. Come yes, on. Yes, we do. Right. My Guild of World of Warcraft started raiding the fourth boss, Mythic, where, where 69 pulls in four hours of time. So, Come yeah. on. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, what else did I do? So, uh, I also have five Warzone wins this week. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So uh, Diablo Season 1 came out last mm, week. That's you know, true. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm already beyond 50 already, but mm. put a good bit of time in. Yeah. All right. All right, this is episode 341 of For Love Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current, and upcoming releases, what streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado, the box office is a little crazy this week, and in a good way. Barbie, number one, making $93 million domestic. That's just domestic. So after a week... A weekend and yeah, sorry. After a weekend, a week and a week, and it's sitting at seven hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Jesus Christ! And that's not even the numbers for like Sunday night, which which could I mean it's going to probably be a hundred to a hundred and ten tomorrow. Yeah. So I I imagine another you know another ten to maybe fifteen is possible. Uh, quick note on that before I let you move on. So this is actually one of the lowest drops, um, percentage wise. Uh, it's the lowest since Avatar, and one of the lowest of all time, dating all the way back to Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I, I have a theory on why that is too. I think it has to do with the whole Barbenheimer thing. That, sure, you know, very possible going on where some a lot of people that can't do both movies on the same day. You know, you know, half of the people that are doing Barbenheimer probably watched Oppenheimer first. And then this week they're going. So you're getting like you're getting that that movie going experience out of out of people twice. 
is what's happening this weekend to weekend. So you're getting a, a, a good, huge showing one week, and then the next week you're getting a lot of people that are going, whether whether it's for them or not, whether they're excited for it or not, they're going because it's, it's a cultural thing right now. Sure. So no matter- I think that's a big reason why there wasn't a sharp drop-off because you're getting a lot of people going to this that usually wouldn't like you know go to a film like that. Well, I, no I, matter I, I what imagine- movie you're a fan of, like this is a big deal for movies. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like no, this you should be happy that this is happening. And it's a good I, time I have a, against the writer's strike. So this I have a, a I have a theory. If you if you're a, if you're a hardcore movie person, chances are you're going to watch Oppenheimer first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it's got the Nolan name behind it. it false. You know, what's false <laughs> about that? I'm a hardcore movie guy. He watched. Barbie I watched first. Barbie first, <laughs> probably because that's was available in the, in the 9 a.m. Showtime where you are, man. It's not. I don't think. Well, yeah, because it wouldn't have run till 1:30 <laughs> p.m. Well, no, but I'm I'm just saying most people would choose to watch Oppenheimer first, Barbie second. That's why Barbie didn't have that drop off. But Oppenheimer is, I think, the better movie. But Barbie is the more fun movie to watch. Oh, Oppenheimer is not fun at all. It's just <laughs> it's at a biopic. All, yes. it's just. Well, they're, a, well, they're both biopics, right? One's, yes. about, right. one's about Oppenheimer, one's about Ken. <laughs> Ken. Filmed in real time. Filmed in real time. <laughs> Kenergy, yes, yes, yes. And one thing I want to say about Barbie is this is the first time, probably ever, that on the second weekend of something, people are buying tickets and scalping them. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, I didn't. Our, so our I, I love at, that he's mentioning that while I'm sitting in fucking Oppenheimer. Yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking shut up!" <laughs> um, I so here's the thing about I, I check my local theater because I like to go to Madison Yards. It's <clears throat> outside of Buckhead, which is north, and it's 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 a hall, and it's the parking's not great there. It's but the nice place, the the Madison Yards is a very nice AMC. I mean, it's it's always clean. The red the restrooms are immaculate. It's great. Um, it's so I was looking at the Barbie show times. They're all. I guess some people had gotten a little crazy because if you look, you know how you can choose your seats on the app. Yeah, yeah. Before you, every other seat was occupied. Hmm. So in order for them, like, and there are people standing outside the thing, like, hey, I got, make sure you buy this seat because I got the seat next to it. I'll sell it to you. And yeah. I'm like, why is this happening? What is going I'd on? I just here? buy random seats and move in yeah. between them. I'll, I'll be like, this is my yeah. ticket too. Well, here's the thing. You know, if you buy one of those seats and someone wants you to buy the other one, chances are if you say no to them, you got a seat next next to nobody. That's right. <laughs> I'll just no, buy the other seat next to that and make this really weird for you, sir, in the middle. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did, but also in Oppenheimer, yeah. be, they were doing because a lot of auditoriums don't. I mean, it's only it's such a long movie. So there's only so many showings that can be in the sure. in the yeah, really yeah. impressive auditorium. Is mm-hmm. people were selling. So uh, one story I saw that people were reselling tickets for a hundred bucks a pop for the for the IMAX Oppenheimer. Hundred bucks a pop. Wouldn't you just come back the next day? You think yeah, something like that? I, yeah. I I don't know, but this is I. I mean, you can reserve crazy. tickets days ahead of time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, like it, scalping is such a such a huge problem for any, like any event live you know, things, thing. Yeah. That you know, they've been trying to stop it or curve it for years, and it just it has not gone away. It never will. It, there will be people that try to make money off of things like this. And of course, of course. About it. All right, number two, Oppenheimer, forty six point two, another very impressive number, solid number. Yeah, bringing its worldwide to just over four hundred million, four hundred million three hundred thirty-eight thousand. That again, a very solid. I don't want to throw you off, but what was Oppenheimer last week? Do you have that there? Mm, I don't. Not really. Okay. Um, Haunted Mansion number three, twenty-four point two million, bringing this worldwide to thirty-three. Hey. Not great. Not great. Haunted Mansion and Chris. <clears throat> this movie just keeps on going. Sound of Freedom, 
another 12.4 million, bringing its worldwide to 148 million. Off of what was the budget for that? Uh, 15.6 million. Like, like 15, like something tiny like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Low. Good for them. Times 10, their budget. Good for you guys. Yeah. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is unfortunately just getting swallowed up by the whole Barbenheimer thing. Another 10.7 million domestic, bringing its worldwide to 448. I feel bad for that one because it, it deserves more than that. Which one? Mission Impossible. It's oh, very, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very well made, competent movie. With, it is. With uh, it's a, I mean, it's it's a very well made movie with a great story. So I'm, it it's is, a shame but we're not getting more love. But uh, Mission Impossible is literally the definition of you shouldn't have been standing there. Just got in the way. <laughs> well, but like it, the thing that I know, we don't want to, I don't want to get in the weeds with this. But like they, they, they've known this was coming for six months. Like they, they all knew those dates. Well, for I mean, you, you you can't predict like the cultural phenomenon that this has kind of become. You know what I mean? Because like we weren't calling this Bar- Barbenheimer until you know a Columbia. month ago. Well, maybe two, but like by then, like they're already tight. They're already locked into their dates and stuff. So you know, it, it's just one of those things where you can't predict it and you know sometimes you know the public dictates when things like this is big so semi controversial opinion that'll be between the three of us i'm sure is i don't think oppenheimer performs this well without barbie and i am 100% serious because if oppenheimer was opening this week barbie would have swallowed it again mm-hmm. and then it just, I think it just dies but be, because they were being like, Hey, they're together. You know, it's a big weekend for movies mm-hmm. and Hey, this is a big thing. I think that helped Oppenheimer probably slightly more than Barbie, even though Barbie's doing its own huge numbers. Yeah. I think if it was like, if nobody had ever said a thing about it and they just opened and they were just like, Hey, it's just another movie. I think it would have hurt Oppenheimer more than Barbie. Well, honestly with this, with the way that this whole, you know, cultural Bar- Barbenheimer thing has worked out. I think they they undoubtedly both benefit because you're sure. getting people from both sides that wouldn't usually see this other kind of film. But I think with the just sheer volume of people that a movie like Barbie will will actually hit, it has a wider fan like you know like watch base anyway because of you know just the style of movie it is compared to the style of movie that Oppenheimer is. You're right. You know, I think Oppenheimer gets hurt as well as any other movie would have if it would have been a week later, but they're both helping each other. Absolutely. And the other small thing, and I don't, and we can just keep moving past this is remember both of these movies have done huge numbers without their cast members being able to do any press, like no talk show stuff or anything. Cause all that stuff is off the table right now because of the strikes. So there's probably, I know it's weird to say there's probably money left on the table. (laughs) Maybe for both movies. Well, also like, I get this the last thing I'll say on this so we can keep moving because we have a lot to do. Tonight. We do. We got a big night. But with with something like this happening and like you said, like you no know, talk show stuff, all that, it's almost a like a test and a testament to the fact that like you know like 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 cons- uh, like creator based media and create creator based news is powerful enough to carry to like you know carry your advertising campaigns though, which might actually like give a, a better shift towards people that do that kind of content you know on YouTube and you know, Twitter and all, well, X now, I'm sorry. And <laughs> I saw that change today. We'll I didn't speak know that of that about. later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, but like, like, like all the, all the, all the, like the, the creator based content for this kind of news and stuff, they're the ones that carried this, you know, what, you know, what, whether they got paid to or not, or, you know, or benefited them or not, they still, they're the ones that got word out and talked about these, all these things while this has been going on. So I think it's just a, a shot at, you know, a positive, like, like movement of that needle towards, you know, 
the fact that you don't maybe maybe you don't need quite the big of the marketing budget you think you do, and th- that could go back into more movie making, which is also a good thing. Well, so let me just <clears throat> I'm looking at the the lineup here, and we'll get to that soon. But next is. Haunted Mansion, talk to me. Nothing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, which could go either way, but I'm sure it's going to go the way of making nothing. Make two. That movie. Make two. The Trench till death do us part. Make nothing. two might do something. Nothing. Jewels, unfortunately, will do nothing. The Last Voyage of the Demeter will do nothing. August 18th is the last time there's, there's even a bump in the row with Blue Beetle and Strays, but Blue Beetle's not going to do anything. Snowballed. Yeah. So I mean, Barbie and Oppenheimer. What if really Barbie just- runs August? It will <laughs> look. There's a, I mean, it well, probably will. Hold on, hold on. We had the same conversation with Tom. Uh, sorry, with uh, Top Gun about it's going to run the summer, and we laughed at it, but it did. It completely ran the summer. It dominated every single week for like twelve and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Dominated. It was the number one or number two spot. Yeah. So it, it can happen, and I think Barbie's going to because of the way it's. I was in my auditorium was sold out the second weekend on a Saturday afternoon was sold out. Second weekend, man. Yeah, the wife and I, we, we, we were in a pretty packed theater for this. So, for Barbie, it was actually kind of impressive. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's move on a little past. There's something I want to say about Turtles, which I'll just say now is so they've already announced a sequel and an entire two season show based on this movie, which we're tells not surprised, me, right? Well, no, it, tell, it tells me one thing it's not going they're trying to get people, give people a reason to watch it. It's, I don't think anyone's going to watch this. I don't. I mean, well, so I th- I guess it depends on when all that production started, right? If that production started like, you know, recently, they know they have something or or like, you know, that if they started production, you know, a long time ago, then they had plans for something that was going to be bigger, you know what I mean? It all depends on when that production started. Well, something if- tells me that they something tells me and I, and I my buddy said this is looks like they're learning lessons from Velma. That's what he said. And I was like, ah, oh, you're probably right about that. Don't even, don't leave it up to people. Just do it and see what happens. So maybe we'll see. But well, I, mean, I don't think Ninja Turtles is controversial in any way. It will be, though. It's going to be. But I, Ninja Turtles? You think it's going to be controversial? I mean, the only, I do. The, I mean, I do. the only thing is they, 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 they have one race swap in it. One. Other than that, it doesn't, like, there's nothing that controversial that I see. Well, I don't, again, I'll talk to you guys off the thing, but there, there's a ton of stuff that people are asking questions about. However, okay. but I, it's interesting to me because I love Turtles. I love that first movie in the in the nine like ninety whatever that ninety one. I thought that movie was mm-hmm. excellent. God, the movie is so good. Anyway, let's we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's uh, move on, shall we? Would Jack? you like a Kenism? Yes, please. <laughs> I have all the genitals. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, Ken, you son of a gun! All right. Um, and one thing I did want to say before we uh, move on, though, is. The six through ten is just horses are just men extenders. <laughs> All right, so six. Talk to me. Number seven, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Seven, or sorry, eight, Elemental. Nine, Insidious, and ten, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, struggling to stay in the top ten. It's sitting at six eighty-two, which is a damn fine number for, for, for that one. Damn fine yeah, number. Agreed. I'm very happy that's doing well. All right, let's take a look at um some upcoming releases which we just talked about some of them but let's just go quickly over that and then we'll move on this weekend was disney's haunted mansion talk to me august 2nd which is a wednesday it's coming wednesday is a teenage mutant into turtles mutant mayhem and then the fourth which is a friday of meg to the trench now there's another question does whatever kind of uh, yeah we got to go watch that meg 2 does that swallow up turtles or does turtles not not even care about meg 2 <laughs> 
I'll be I'll be sad and confused if Meg Two does more than Turtles does. Honestly, it's a kids movie with no other kids movies around it. That should beat out Meg. And Meg's gonna be rated R, right? Yeah, Meg's rated R. Meg's rated R. Well, here's the thing. You know, right now, what like like what's your date movie? It ain't Meg. It's Barbie, right? So I don't absolutely. I don't think Meg has legs to stand on. I think that movie is DOA. Yeah, it's it's just dead arrival. There's no way it does anything more than a week. Where I think Turtles will, you know, it's going to be one of the only kids' movies out that you can Some see. Some kids' right staying now. power, sure. Because yep. Barbie's not for kids, by the way. It, it is not for children. <laughs> Hard lesson, all those people in my fucking theater, dude. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's absolutely. But you're right. I there's no other whatever whatever pet, a pathetic attempt at a kids movie Netflix will drop that same week as Turtles will be awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like that could swallow up some of it. I don't know if it will, but it could. But I mean, it's I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Jewels on the eleventh, the last voyage of the Demeter. I, both those are completely dead on arrival. So I saw another Demeter trailer, dude. It looks so bad. Well, it just it, it's interesting, but that's all it is. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I can skip it, and I'll be—I'd be—I'm not going to skip it because I like—I watch everything. But I—why is Dracula on the ship? Can someone just please tell me that? Why Dracula, the king of vampires, was he on the ship? I mean, if you knew Dracula lore, you could answer that for yourself. So I'll let you uh, research that. You'll find out. Um, Blue Beetle on the 18th, landscape with invisible hand and Stray. See, Strays—I'm hoping—does make quite a bit of. That could be a lot of fun if the movie does things it right. It might be fourth place on the weekend. It opens. <laughs> yeah, it might. Be. <laughs> Behind Barbie, I'm another, not even kidding. Behind Barbie, another fifty million. This yeah, but the audacity of the statement—the fact that it's also true at the same time—is so. Think about it. That week, by the time it comes out, it'd be Barbie still. Mm-hmm. Blue Beetle, I assume, will open at number two, even though it's probably going to be awful. Ninja Turtles will still have some staying power, mm-hmm. and then Strays will open at five point seven million dollars. Write that shit down. <laughs> Five I, think, I think I think Strays will at least hit ten, but I don't. It's Ooh. unfortunate won't do more. But here's a, the next week. Listen to this: Bottoms, which by the title, I'm sure you can all figure out that is Golda. Gran Turismo goes wider. Wait, when is Gran? Uh, Turismo? Gran Turismo just got delayed. Yes, it did. Oh, so did Harold and the Purple Crayon. That got taken off the docket altogether. Isn't that your movie? It is with Zachary Levy, and I, I don't think they wanted another Zachary Levy um, He's disaster. Kind of not super popular right now. Nope, nope. I mean, Shazam was one of the worst in, in a long time superhero movies. Yeah, but that's not. So August twenty fifth, which is which is a Friday. Bottoms, Golda, Grand Trisma goes wider. The Hill, The Inventor, and Retribution. Have you heard? Have you seen a trailer for any of those besides, besides Grand Turismo? No. Nope. Have you Have you heard about any of them besides Grand Turismo? The only one that I always think about because you've always brought up is the bottoms one, mm-hmm. but we still I haven't seen a trailer for it. And look, we watch a lot of trailers. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just yeah. I have no idea. I'll I'll read you the poster. Well, the poster doesn't have like a tagline or anything. It's only in theaters August. And you know, August is a dead month for movie. If like if you're not a huge movie, it's just a dead month for 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 you. Um, let's look at September, baby, where movies go to die. September, which is the Equalizer three, the eighth, nope. which is a big fact, Greek wedding three, the nun two, September 15th, the haunting in Venice, which I think may do some serious business. The haunting in Venice only because maybe the nun might do something only because kids love those. Like because Barbie will those. be in its eighth week and probably slowed down by then. <laughs> no, ain't it, nobody ain't nobody want none of that. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Chris, touche. I was wondering what you're going to say. Okay. Too, touche. Touche. <laughs> Uh, so I'm actually very excited for the Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. haunting in Venice. 
Um, and then September twenty second, Drive Away Dolls. Dumb, dumb money may actually do something. The the whole the, the game. I think Dumb Money looks interesting just because that whole yeah. story is kind of fucking wild. And uh, the Expendables four, which will do nothing, unfortunately. And then the other movie I wanted to say something about. Besides, so Paw Patrol, the Mighty movie, and Saw ten open this week, but also the Creator. I think the Creator has potential to be huge or nothing at all. What's Creator? Do I do we watch that trailer? There's a trailer on um, Oppenheimer and Barbie for it. Is with the 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 AI and like how we actually got created and what it means. Like it, you know, another Terminator clone. <laughs> we always make jokes. Oh, about it. okay, yeah. okay. No, it's not going to do anything. No, no, I don't. I mean, it could or it won't. I just don't think it will. Also, uh, just of note, even though Paw Patrol was a huge thing for kids, the previous Paw Patrol movie didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, but like I'm sure it, it wasn't their aim. I'm sure streaming is what they really wanted. Sure, because, I mean, it's Paramount's in-house stuff, so. Yeah. yeah, that's just a reason for parents to own Paramount, then. Damn, um, Saw might open at number one that week, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't really know what to think about The Exorcist Believer, because nope. I I just don't... Wait, wait, hold. Okay, I, I didn't know if you were saying nope because of horror, nope because nope. No, 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 yeah. it's not even that. It's like, I've seen this trailer. Who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's David Gordon Green. We've done this dance, David Gordon Green. You prove that you you can't. So I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But and then the next Friday is Killers of the Flower Moon. Do we think that's going to do anything? The I think that's going to be a big deal. I oh, mean, I mean, was Apple the Irish going to try to make it a big deal? Was the Irishman a big deal? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was, was up Netflix. for several that Oscars. Wasn't Apple. But still, but that was up for like several Oscars. It was Scorsese. You know, I, I didn't I, like I Irishman anyway. So that was another unnecessarily long fucking movie. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. You should look at the runtime for that. Just yeah, take it's, the, it's like yeah. three fifteen. I know what it is. Without yeah. trailers, it's three fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> that's almost a four hour experience in the yeah. theater. All right, so that's an, so we, we went to October, but that's a, that's. I mean, we got some stuff to talk about up till that point. So there, there, I mean, some stuff might shift depending on how the writer strike goes. Theus Jewish might maybe hold stuff back. I, I don't know how things are going. Bring back Dune. That's on the f- the third, the first Friday of November is Dune Part Two. So bring back Dune. All right, let's let's take I'm a look. I'm not a liberated. I'm a liberated man. I know crying is not weak. Let's take a look at what's streaming. On that same note, he just what streaming? Yeah, of course. All right, Hulu. Uh, we're we're the in a rotation position is Hulu and. A movie that I think both you guys should watch, Roger. You may have seen it, Black Death, with um with Sean Bean and Eddie Redmayne, directed by Christopher Smith. Uh, have you guys seen that one? I have not. I don't see race. That's a great. You're hilarious. That's a um. <laughs> oh, is that another Kenism? God damn. Okay. No, so, no, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's just it, that's oh. just a Roger. That's fucking hilarious. Is what that is. Black Death is um Woo! Black Death is dealing with the bubonic plague and. There's a there's a village more sense now. There's a village outside of uh, there's a village somewhere that has that has not been has not been ravaged by the plague yet when everyone else <clears throat> when when two thirds of Europe have are completely reeling from what's going on with this plague. And uh Sean Sean Bean is a is a guy who's his name is Ulrich. He's going to figure it out. He has his own does ulterior he, motives, but does he die in this film? He does. Chances are. <laughs> Spoiler from 2010. Yes, he, he does. But <clears throat> he takes Eddie, Eddie Redmayne's character, who is a, a young boy in the Abbey, and they need his guidance through the forest. And it's a very violent, visceral movie about um, 
it's got it's saying a lot of things. But when they get there, you know, there's they they're looking for a necromancer or the reason the plague isn't looking for a dark a dark magician. And, and there, it, how it ends up is great. And the ending is one of those like the guy in the middle of the floor and saw stands up. It's like holy shit. But I love that movie. Sean Bean's on his A game. Eddie Redmayne is fantastic. Uh, the woman in red, I, I forget her name from Game of Thrones, but she she's playing the, the necromancer. It's just, it's it's a great little movie that a lot of people haven't checked out yet. That it's just, it's awesome. That if it had got a theatrical release, I we would I would have given it an eight or a nine if, if we were talking about it theatrically. So, all right, Roger. One of my favorite movies to just turn on in the background, Kick-Ass by director Matthew Vaughn, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Nicolas Cage, Chloe Grace Moretz, Garrett Brown, Evan Peters, Chris Fermin's Plass. Talk about this it. is bullshit. Yeah, because I picked it thirty yeah. seconds before. Yeah, Chris picked it. This movie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I think Kickass is a, it's a good movie, uh, and I always I always like to tell the story of Kickass because it came out when I was still working at Marquee, and all the people that immediately left Kickass at about the twelve minute mark. Good. <laughs> 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 because they had brought their children to the fun little superhero film. Oh, man. Hey guys, their... is is uh, Kickass a kids movie? No, not at all. Not <laughs> <laughs> sure ain't. But man, I, I really did. I really dug Kickass. Like it was uh, dark comedy, mm-hmm. and um, it was like it's it's kind of like I look at Kickass for what it is is like a predecessor to the boys. Okay, yeah, because yep. it really is that kind of thing. And if you've watched either one of those two things, now you're looking at the correlation going, oh, yeah, no, I I get it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what if superheroes and people with powers and stuff like that were just normal people and some of them were super shitty? Yep. Like, that's what it's like. And um, I do love it. It's a it's a fun movie. It's it's not a kid's movie. It's bloody. It's violent. You'll laugh. Mm -hmm. It's got some yeah. great moments, though, dude. Like, oh my gosh! The I mean, what? And arguably, if if the Nolan Batman movies hadn't come out, that'd have been the best Batman movie in years. It would have been. So, yeah, dude, when he's on fire, telling him, telling uh, Hit Girl how to take down the whole group, mm-hmm. like, man, yeah. with what that a song, fucking scene that is that warehouse with, scene with him in it, dude. That's like one of the best scenes of the movie, and it's oh yeah, ironically awesome when mm-hmm. they're watching the the playback from the teddy bear, and he's yeah. like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's one of the great scenes when um, uh, Taylor Johnson's character is outside the the Quickie Mart, fighting off those guys that are trying to beat up that one guy, and and they got him, then they got him to the ground, and the, the 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 head like bandit is like pulls out a knife and goes, "Just walk away. Why are you involved? Just walk away from this." And and then Kickass's response is three guys laying into one, and I'm the asshole. Like that's a great <laughs> scene, especially when the music yep. cues up too. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And then, then the scene, and then. <laughs> Yeah, what don't bury do? the lead there. How's that scene end? What do you with a knife in him? What are you gonna do? Stab me? Said the man who was stabbed. <laughs> Said who man who was stabbed? Uh, and then, of course, the other great scene in that movie is when when Hit Girl was trying to rescue Batman or Big Daddy, whatever his name is, and Big Daddy. And then and that the, the music from um uh, Sunshine is playing, and the, and it's just oh, what a great scene that they is. They should have called Jeez. him Bat Daddy, by the way, but whatever. Probably would have oh. got sued. I'm sure yeah, they would have well, gotten yeah. sued. <laughs> uh, I still hold out hope that we do get a third and final. I hope so too, but the second one did not do as well. Yeah, but here's the thing: both Taylor Johnson and Chloe Club Grace Moretz are they're they're here for grown ups now, and mm-hmm. they they were fans of it, and yeah. they're still the big stars. It got so much bad press after all, all the Jim Carrey stuff, though, that it it really, it really tanked it. Yeah. 
That was a weird, the whole Jim Carrey thing. I hate how his character goes out. I hate everything about that, but I hate, I just hate foreshadowing of America. Yeah, well, uh, Captain Stars and Stripes. But Mary yeah, I just. Lander ish. Uh, Matthew Jesus, Vaughn is. I never saw that until right now. Yeah, man, yeah. Wow. Um, Taylor Johnson has said he's down for it. Matthew Vaughn said he's also, he hasn't completely well, what's, said what's no he yet. got going on? So. Probably not much. Taylor Johnson, he has a Craven the Hunter going on right no. now. Well, no, that's also delayed indefinitely. Yeah. Oh, good, Matt, good, good. We're, talk, we're talking about Johnson. Matthew Vaughn. Matt Vaughn. Matt Vaughn, that's what I meant. Well, he has another, he wants to do another Kingsman movie, but it's un- un- unfortunately, instead of being a sequel to The Kingsman, it's going to be a sequel to Kingsman the Golden Circle. Man. Good. So, no, you, you, you like that? Yeah. I, li- I like The Kingsman a whole lot. Um, I did not like the golden circle. I thought was the worst of the three, but that's just me. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now. <laughs> that's a Kenism. <laughs> no one's going to beat anybody off. All right. The book of Eli, Chris directed by Albert Hughes and Alan Hughes, Denzel Washington, Mila Kunis, Ray Stevenson, Gary Oldman, Jennifer Beals, Evan Jones, Michael Gambon. Why should we all check this one out? Cause this movie has a interesting concept, especially if you haven't seen it before. If you have not seen this movie, it, it has a, has a good story. It's, it's, it's interesting. And there's a, there's a very, I don't want to say reveal, but there's something happening like, you know, kind of like in the background that you can pick up on if you watch it uh, after every watch, it's not, it doesn't do the cheap thing where like, you know, you would have never like they played against it and then like tricked you at the end. If you watch the film, there are some clues to what's actually going on. And it is, it's it's a good Denzel Washington performance in a mediocre film, but yes. it's still worth watching. Mila Kunis is actually, I think, really good in it. And it was one of the bigger, like one of the bigger movies she was in, uh, like as she started into like the movie acting more than her episodic stuff. So I don't know. I think the movie's got got a interesting story. It's got a cool thing going on in the background that you can that you can kind of find out. And I don't know. I, I like the post apocalyptic well, scene. I know that we talked about this two weeks ago or last week or you know it has yeah, been too it, long. It came it came up when we were talking about equal. One question I'm, I wanted to ask you, I, I don't think you answered it. Was did you buy the twist? Yes. You don't yeah, have to I say what it is, but I see. I I find that hard to. Buy. I just don't know how you, how how you can do what he did with the mm-hmm. twist being the truth. I, I just don't know how you do that. It's just well because because it. I mean, he, I know faith, it's faith, man. and yeah, it's, he's, faith, he's, he's being he's being led and guided. I I get that, but man, yeah. that's it's all, it's all about faith. Yeah, this but that's a movie I I watched. I mean, probably once every two weeks. I, I I really enjoy that one. I love the score. I love um, Denzel is just he's good enough that he can make any movie good. <laughs> like good voice is okay, but, buttery yeah. smooth at the best times. Yeah, he's he, he's amazing. But those are some solid solid movies to watch if you have Hulu. You can um, you can watch Black Death, Kick Ass, or The Book of Eli, all available to you if you are doing Hulu. Let's talk about some trailers pretty quick. Um, One Piece with an Anaki Godoy, Emily Rudd, Jacob Romero series in twenty twenty three from Netflix. I'm going to leave the floor to you guys for two minutes. I don't. I've never seen one episode of One Piece, so this is lost on me. But okay, well, so I mean, I I, I can take the burn of this. So this is a big deal for the reasons that how big One Piece is as an IP. This is the longest running manga and best selling manga of all time. Indeed. It is also longest the longest running shonen anime of all time. Of all time. Of all time. So this is this is huge in the in the anime community. Um, this is also a big deal because I believe it's being shot in English first instead of it being uh, shot in Japanese and voiced over. And the reverse dub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what we have here seems to be the highest production of a live action anime that we've ever received. 
not saying it's it's enough, but there's a lot. There's a there's the most money going into this than I've than I've seen. The most quality going into this than I've seen. It looks a little rough still along the edges. Um, there's a couple of scenes showing his uh, his his uh, his gum gum style and all that, which looks a little rough at times. But there's also some really hilarious stunt work within this that uh, I I believe me and Roger both chuckled at. There's a there's a at one point a flying kick that is just perfectly timed. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So like. This will be interesting to see how it's portrayed because we've had a few things like um, the Full Metal Alchemist, the one I think most recently, which was a disaster. It is a bad, bad bunch of bunch of production. The Attack on Titan one that was okay. Um, it wasn't terribly well received, but it was it was longer back than the Full Metal Alchemist one. So this is again another step towards that whole you know, hey, let's take these and make these live action, but. No one's given it the budget it deserves yet, so I think this is the closest thing we're going to get to a big budget thing. I just don't know how they're, what they're going to do because there are a, a thousand plus episodes of this anime. There's a ton of content here, but it's considered one of the best stuff, some of the best stuff that's ever been put out. So I don't know. It, lo- it looks a little cheesy, of course, and it looks like it needs more money, but I'm happy to see that they put a lot into this compared to other things. Well, flash forward three years when they cancel it. On season, yeah. instead of going to season four, they can, they have a history of doing that. But well, it, uh, again, well, people it, it, are excited. There, people are excited about this. Uh, I'm yeah. just not one of those people. I just, I don't. Something that I just don't ever get into with this anime. But I, I mean, it's mean, just it was not made for me either. So well, I mean, again, like you know, we, we've seen you know really good TV shows take a lot of goddamn money to make, right? So, True. So it's like you know, until we see something that has some a, not good TV shows take a lot of money to make as well. <laughs> that too. But like you know, until we see something that gets like you know that like that. 15 to 20 million dollars an episode you know treatment and you know someone leans hard into something like this like getting off the ground and like having a lot of quality behind it you're not going to if, if someone said someone was making a live action demon slayer show and it had a good budget behind it people would go absolutely nuts over that right now it's just it's 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 a huge more recent thing but one piece has the fan base to where it might get the support it needs just to stay alive for a little while so we'll see it might be good all right, let's talk about 57 Seconds with Morgan Freeman and Josh Hutcherson as a feature. What, what is this? Time travel. Let's go 57 seconds in the, in the past. What can you do in 57 seconds? Win a lot of bets. Gamble, mm-hmm. not die. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, if you can Those hit are two real good ones sometimes at the same time. Yeah, but like if you can hit the ring in time, you cannot die, I guess, if you can activate it in time. Yeah. But it, as long this as looks, you can just tap the ring. Yep. This looks pretty generic to me. Like yeah. one of those like 2006 yeah. movies that just came out and went when no one cared. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's almost like there's a writer's strike happening right now and they're pulling things out of the bin. That <laughs> stuff did. that's already been done yeah, and we're like, fuck it, polished. run it. Yep. Well, this this would have been way done before the writer's strike, but um, it just doesn't... Nothing about... I mean, if Morgan Freeman wasn't in this, this would be a hard pass, but... I, I like Josh Hutcherson too, so we'll. I mean, we'll see if I have you know two hours of free time one weekend. I can go check that one out. All right, the Marvels with Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson, Zowie Ashton, Tanea Paris, and sorry, I'm in Bellani. It's a feature we've talked about this a number of times. This new trailer. What this are we? This is the trailer they should have led with. Yes, hundred percent. I is, agree. This is actually a good trailer that actually sets up something that might be bigger than what you know they're letting on. Or at least tricks people to go and see this film. Fair enough. Yeah, my wife, who um, who I hear is a woman, saw this trailer and said and said 
that is interesting. You know, they should have went with this one first, and because the other trailer, she laughed at it audibly in the same room as me. So yeah, because what it, what's interesting about this? Tra- why, why do you guys keep using that word "interesting"? What's interesting about this? Because it's just a better trailer. Yeah, it's not as corny and as fun. It's I, mean, I, don't, I hate to use the word "more serious" for a Marvel movie, but it actually shows plot things instead of just a song and them just switching places back and forth. Yeah, unfortunately, this I, I feel like the movie is going to be in the energy of the first trailer, which is why they put it out that way. And like this trailer almost feels fan made because it seems like they're putting a different tone on something that wasn't meant to be in this tone. But it's probably resonating better with people because, again, it's the better trailer. Well, maybe. But like, isn't Secret Invasion like people are hating that? People are hating that because of the lazy writing that's happening in it. And they're not hating it because of like the like the actual story or content. They're hating how just how lazy it seems, how predictable the show has been for something that's supposed to have a lot of twists and a lot of like, you know, underlying things happening that's kinda like, you know, writing's gonna start to be writing is really starting to be a problem because it's just people that are not ready to write. And I'm not saying you can't I'm not saying, you know, just because you're young you can't be a good writer and you, certainly you can, but it's just it seems every year that we're we're letting people write things for the wrong reasons. I mean, reasons outside of their work demands that they be a writer. And, you know, you can read that what you will, but it just seems like, fuck, man, what's going on with the quality of writing lately? It's just garbage. So I expect this movie to be Blue Beetle level crap. Um, I think it'll make more than Blue Beetle. Sure. But I think it's mainly because it does have, it will pull in, you know, the, the girl demographic as it should. That's what, that's who this movie should be more for. This should be a movie. Spider-Man, you know, back in the Sam Raimi stuff, that was, you know, it was superheroes back when, you know, boy, you know, it was more of a boy thing. This is now, you know, where we have, you know, superheroes everywhere. You know, it's it, it's it's big in culture for, you know, whatever, you know, you know, whoever you are. So this is a good one for girls to want to be excited to go see. And that's what it, that's what it should be. It just, you know, I just think the movie wasn't wasn't written very well because you can see a lot of things in the trailer that just kind of turn you off to it but we'll, we'll have to wait and that's, that's, that's kind of what great. you just said what i was thinking it's just yeah. but like why target in in this in the current mcu timeline i don't know it just seems it just seems weird to me like you gotta target both or just not at all like it's just it's a weird so there who's the target demo for the hold marvels on, hold on hold on I'm going to say this. It's going to sound like it's very inflammatory, but I promise it's not. Okay. Would you say the same thing if they made a movie with a with like a black superhero as like the main guy and that's the only no. guy? You know what I mean? Uh, no, not well, at all. Well, there's nothing wrong with having that movie that represents, you know, a specific group of people. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Okay, and let me I, ask you this. I, I think they should. I'm only going off someone in my office that said the trailer he looked at, he's like, that has nothing to do with any story in the comics at all. Yeah, so that that's was my the first trailer. Yeah. So that's that's my issue is like if you're not even going to pull from the source material, why even oh, yeah. make this? What's well, the I point? mean, that's one of the problems. I, I agree with that, but like, there's nothing wrong with the movie being you know for girls though. You know, nope. I mean, it's just like le- le- leaning more that way than anything else. That's fine. And the other part of it is, and I think you're damned if you do and damned if you don't if you're Marvel with the Captain Marvel thing, mm-hmm. because look, they tried to hype the original Captain Marvel up as its own sort of thing, and a lot of people got really mad about that because she's super strong and remember the whole chaos before that movie came out mm-hmm. right like that's a reason why rotten tomatoes is different now than it was then okay and look captain marvel honestly 
it's just not that good of a movie, but it's not a fucking five out of a hundred. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's really not. But there is no real way to get an accurate feel for who wants to watch this movie until it comes out. Like there is no, there is no way to project that accurately because mm-hmm. apparently Captain Marvel and Brie Larson are such fucking hot topics for a bunch of people around this for whatever reason decided that you know she can't be a star or a superhero and i'll never understand that but it also will always hinder this movie well before it ever gets released well i mean like i, I and we, we i think we should dive more into this when we when we inevitably have to watch this film sure. but like i don't think she is a very good superhero i don't think she plays the part well i think that she brings a lot of negativity to the role with her attitude about the like the entire like process of what that actually means for you know for the, for the people that are fans of it. She's she said some pretty stupid shit along that line. She so, has she she definitely has. So it's just one of those things where just remember you know, this is fourth movie for her. It's not the fourth movie because she's good at it. It's the fourth movie because 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 it's because the first one made money on the on the coattail. Well. Like as we led into uh, to Endgame, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So it's like it's not for the same reason. It's not because she's good at it. It's because she's the character. I, well, very much it was right place, right time kind of feel. I think for that film, sure. So I don't think she brings anything fantastic to that role. I think at this point they're stuck with her. There's a reason why this. There's a reason why this was her movie to begin with, and now it's not her movie anymore. Now it's now it's a shared experience. That that, that was not the way this movie was. This was supposed to be Captain Marvel too. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It kind of isn't though. At the same time, she's she's being at least she's sharing a lot of spotlight with two other characters that were not planned in the in the original thoughts for this film. Yeah. So there's a reason for that. You know what I mean? They they don't have confidence that she can that she could have spearheaded this and the movie make as much money as it possibly could. Well, they did, they did it just doesn't it just doesn't look very good. That's my well, now, the, that's my final thing. Just the last thing I'll good. say on it, and legitimately, if they didn't think that this movie would make money, I don't think they would make this movie. And the reason for that is is because they have Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Like they can they no, can just tell it. it. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, but uh, again, I and, and we, we can dig into more stuff when we actually watch the movie. But there's a reason why this was this this movie is no longer the Brie Larson show and why she's sharing spotlight and being sidelined with other characters in it. It's just that's all there. Is I agree. That's what I'm trying to say. I agree with you, Chris. It's like why wasn't this Captain America too? Why just why? That's my whole thing. But. Well, yeah. I mean, I just have so many questions, but again, I don't know any source material, so I, I have no way to answer these questions. But all right, listen, let's, I, I, I think I think Unicorn Store was great. I think she should do more stuff like that. Great. Oh, right. I forgot. What I, I had to think about what you meant for a second. That was also with Sam. <laughs> wasn't Sam Jackson in, in that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's, gentlemen, pivot a little bit. Let's talk about the movie of the week. I know Roger oh. is bursting at the seams with more Kenisms. <laughs> let's let's pivot for one second. Let's just talk buckle up, about... babe. Barbie Land is now. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Barbie, the the movie that's just doing gangbusters in the in the theater. Let's talk about some particulars for one second. Rotten Tomatoes, Barbie, very good numbers, eighty nine percent on the tomato meter. It is registered fresh and eighty six percent on the audience score. Very good numbers. I'm surprised those aren't higher on both sides. Actually. Uh, let's look at some particulars, and here is where we get into the nitty and the gritty. What if there's beach? You'll need someone who's a professional in that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. 
Margot Robbie plays the title character of Bar- Barbie. Ryan Gosling plays Ken. America Ferrera's Gloria Will Ferrell is representing CEO from Mattel. Kate McKinnon is Weird Barbie. Ariana Greenblatt is Sasha. Issa Rae is President Barbie. Ray Perlman is Ruth Handler. Harry Neff as Dr. Barbie. Emma McKay as Physicist Barbie. Alexander Ship, Writer Barbie. Michael Sarah is Alan, who's great. Alan. <laughs> Helen Mirren is a narrator. Seema Liu is Ken. Also another Ken. Um, Dua Lipa as Mermaid Barbie. John Cena as Ken Maid, which is great. Kingsley Ben Adders, another that was Ken. A pleasant surprise. <laughs> Scott Evans is Ken, and Jamie Dimitro is a Mattel executive, directed by Greta Gerwig and written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Bumbuck. Roger, take it away. What's Barbie about? My job, just beach. <laughs> Roger, what's Barbie about? <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> He gave, he gave the Ken perspective. <laughs> sure. So look, I mean, it, it's hard to say what Barbie's actually about, but I mean, the short version of it is that there is a real place called Barbie Land, and you know, it's part imagination, part real stuff, and you can cross between worlds freely <laughs> if you follow a correct path, apparently, or or reverse that path. Yep. And with, and, without, uh, with, and with, with no trouble at, at all. I yeah. mean, it just takes time. Yeah. You know, like going to Mordor. <laughs> just I was it. gonna say Narnia, but all right, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, no. Same well, thing, I mean, really. this, but yes. I mean, this movie is it's. I mean, if you dig this is into basically it, the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh my goodness! Holy, <laughs> I can't. You just said that. I can't even. Yeah, like, you can. I'm, I'm so sad you just said that, but okay. It's this is a journey of self discovery. That's what it is. It's a character. I mean, it's a character figuring out who they are. Sure. Kind of a through, through like an examination of what's going on in her world. And that's, you know, that's kind of what it is. And love it or hate it, you know, this is a very divisive movie. People are hating it. People are loving it for some of the same reasons, actually. But I want, I want to note that far more people love it than actually hate oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, 100% true. the box up, look, $774 million in like 15 days. That's, that says, that says it all right there. But let's, let's dive into what it is. So the opening is actually what we got in the teaser trailer for Barbie. Yeah. Is, a little, a little, little. I thought little that girl. was interesting that they went for the full, like basically the full opening for that. So, so little Whatever. little girls in prehistoric times, but dressed as they are today, where you know Barbie changed everything is what that whole opening says. Barbie was just a game changer, and narrated by Helen Mirren, who um, I'm willing to bet has own personal stakes in childhood, like for growing up with Barbies. I'm sure she has a a thing in that, but. I think her narration is actually kind of brilliant in what helps this movie make its way. And she actually, her narration has one of the best lines in the entire it movie. It really does. I la- like it, I, 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 lo- I laughed out loud at, at, yeah. at her joke. <laughs> so did I. So did I. But it's, I mean, she brings a lot to the, to the table. And so Barbie is, you know, it's, a, it's an adaption of the very popular era-defining, you know, girl toy, boy toy. Anybody can be, be their toy. It's just, it's a story with that toy in it. And it's, it's kind of framed in a, in one way and not the other. But one thing that I like about this is a lot of explanation in the beginning, a lot of the exposition that the narration by Helen Mirren is that kind of takes away in my mind, at least it should do away with a lot of the bitching that people are doing about this movie because the movie actually takes time to address and say things about the same things that people are complaining about. And as soon as I heard some of those lines, I I was like, I don't, why are people complaining about this? The movie does a good job in framing what this movie's about. Have you guys know what I'm talking about? 
No. Tell me. Well, Helen Mirren's talking about the Barbie being a game changer. Yeah. The, the one line that, you know, she says, you know, she talks about how they have different accessories and there's a Barbie for every girl on the planet and whatever they want it to be, they could, you know, Barbie was a very positive thing in that light. And the one line I was waiting for that didn't come, which I thought would have been supremely clever on the movie's part. If, if the narrator said, this is a story about Barbie. We're not talking, we're not talking about a little boy's toy. We're talking about a toy that originally meant for girls. This is a story about Barbie. And that, that would have done away with so much of the bitching and the moaning about, you know, patriarchy and feminism and, I just, I don't, I watched the movie and I didn't bring any of that into it. I just enjoyed it for what it was. And again, I'm trying to do this thing where we're very divisive in, you know, 2023 and 2022 and, you know, more we have been. And like when I watch movies now, I try to just put that stuff aside and look at the story beats and how they work out. And I think in Barbie, it works in the movie's favor because the story beats are just that story beats. They're not. Yeah. Even though if you wanted to, you could extract some, you know, some political statements. And I'm sure some people have. But I enjoyed the movie without any of that coming to the forefront of my mind. And I, that's a plus, I think. Yeah, but the thing is, is that, you know, the you know the, the story being about Barbie, it stops kind of being about Barbie at some point. You it know, does. Like, it like does it, indeed. So, you know, the fact that they were to let in, let it, like, lead in and say, this is a story about Barbie... And then the movie goes where it does and stops being about Barbie. Wouldn't that not make any sense then at that point? But it's not a biography of Barbie. That's true. No, I, I agree with that. But like, you know, it's, it is a work of work of fiction based off a doll Mattel made 70 years well, ago. Yeah, but also like the whole, you know, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, the movie does make political statements, though, which is fine. It, that that isn't that isn't a negative thing for it. You know, you're allowed to make political statements in 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 whatever you bring you know into culture. That's fine. But like it does do that. It's, it does, and it's not it's, even it doesn't even try to hide it, which no movie no. does any, anymore. It's, they're it, very they're very over there. But like again, I just I chose not to even acknowledge. Like I, I saw them. Well, yeah. But I chose to. I don't. Even, I was having such a good time with the movie. But I, well, the one thing I will say, and I, mm-hmm. and I don't mean this to be divisive in any way, but it might for some people is. The best thing in a Barbie movie was Ryan Gosling's Ken. <laughs> I, I mean, really, I like. I say that as a joke, but like I also really believe that Ryan Gosling steals the scenes whenever he's he steals he's, every scene. Yeah, he's whenever in he's is Ryan there, Gosling but, scene. But his, but I think his character like lends to that though, right? Because yep. the audacity of his character and the things he says really, and you have someone as charismatic as Ryan Gosling playing that role and saying those things. It's hard for that not to happen. You know what I mean? Because it's I don't I wouldn't say he's the best part of the film, but he definitely makes up a you know like the best experiences you're going to have with this movie. Hundred percent. Well, let's, let's just pause for one second. And let's just pause for one second. And a movie that Roger and I champion all the time is The Nice Guys, where Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe team up. This is a prequel to The Nice Guys. So Russell, I've Crow, come with that idea. Russell Crowe is like this. He plays you know the good cop bad cop with Gosling, but like. Gosling brings the low key humor and it's fucking hilarious. That's the thing is like it's so under understated that all the humor in that movie, both by Crow and by Gosling. But Gosling again, he steals that show every time he's on screen. You're still well, he is Crow. He has so, good com- yeah. he has good comedic timing and the simplicity of his lines. I think makes that line delivery so effective because he can just focus on delivery. Sure. What is Ryan Gosling in the last fifteen years? What has he been not great in? 
Well, the, some of the movies haven't been great, but he's great in everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, what, though? Yeah. Like, I can't pick out one thing that... But he isn't good in... Yeah. Yeah. We can say that about, about a few actors right now, you know what I mean? But it, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, they, he's just good whenever he shows up in a Also, film. how dare anyone say he's too old to play Ken? Do you see the fucking shape that that man is <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. I, I oh, my I God. I don't give that... I don't give that complaint. He used that as his pre-workout, all those comments. Dude, look, too old. at one point in this movie, I mean, one, he doesn't wear a shirt for 75% of this film, at right? Least, yeah. At least, right? <laughs> at one point, he's wearing, like, pants, uh, black sunglasses, a black headband, <laughs> and a mink coat. <laughs> And like he's doing this thing, like he's he's got his head tilted up and he's, his eyes are looking down at Barbie and he's like, "What's up?" <laughs> so, and then like, he, like and Chris Hat, you're right. He has these like one word responses. It like that just works so well for yeah. like the way he's playing, the way that Gerwig wanted him to play that role. I'm sure is like it's so like it's bro, but it's it's you know trying to be too cool for school and it's a combination of the 80s and 90s. But damn it, if it doesn't work so well, and it does. Damn it, that just, again, I'm going to say a bold statement here is without Brian Gosling, this movie does not work the way. Well, I think it works, but it's not as it's not as memorable as what it is right now. Now, you know, we're going to champion Argos through this, I'm sure, for a while. (laughs) But but, but hold on. But so I want to say equal praise to Margot Robbie, who I think is also very excellent in this movie. I mean, uh, and like, in all honesty, as much as I love the Ken character, Margot Robbie is the standout role yeah. because, of, because of how often she is the center, the center of what's happening and just her, her range. She's been in so much bad stuff lately, bad movies lately, that it's like, it's hard to, re- it's almost hard to appreciate how good she actually is, you know, and it, she, she has that crying on command thing down, right? Like, I haven't seen someone that good at it in a long time. But like just her ability to show emotion through facial expression, voice, you know, voice inflection, all of it, she's very good. Yep. Her, uh, her, her, that the bench, the bench scene with the old lady next to her was You're just beautiful. He, he, yeah, I mean, it was. I think that was one of the best. Like you know, it's a good scene. It's well acted. It's so well acted on her part, well, both their parts. But her, mm-hmm. like her, so believable in that moment of like you know, like what she's trying to portray and what what like what she means by by you're beautiful when she says that to her. I, it, it was really good. Like I really did yeah. like that scene. There's a lot in this There's... movie that just it's so wonderful. That's the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like even in it, even that like silly ass. Well, I mean, seemingly silly ass like opening number. They're dancing and they're all talking about how amazing Barbie Land is and what they're gonna like. Even that is like it's so sublimely clever. That... You guys ever think about dying? <laughs> and the whole thing just stops. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Dying just, to get back to dancing. <laughs> so one one thing I want to ask you before we just dive into the actual movie, one question I want to ask you is the the things that some people are saying, we'll we'll just call them, you know, the haters, is like that stuff's unfounded, right? It depends what you're saying, because I think I'm one of the haters then. Well, no, but people are I mean, you know, some of the stuff I've read is like this is devoid of any quality, the writing is horrible, the directing oh, is horrible. I'm like yeah, that's, that's obviously all, that's all nonsensical. Okay, that's yeah. That's all stupid. I'm reading this. I'm like, <laughs> why do you have a platform? Why do you even get on here and talk about a movie if all you're going to do is 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 intentionally bash it? Why do you do that? But you well, know, one thing I, I will say about Barbie, no matter which political way you slant, okay? it well, I want to press well, it. it. Doesn't have to be political. Well, either, no, well that's yeah. the thing. What I'm going to say isn't. But yeah, here's the thing: if you have a problem with women in positions of power or starring in a film. Barbie may not be something that you enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that makes okay, sense. Okay, yeah. well, 
Because, like, I've seen some negative reviews of Barbie, yeah. and I'm like, these people just hate women. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And if that's your platform, and that works for you, cool, man. <laughs> I, whatever. Keep on keeping on. But yeah. look, if you want to hate Barbie because you didn't think it's that funny, or that it's overhyped, I probably wouldn't even argue with you about some of those points. Yeah, I gotcha. But for you to be like, Barbie's terrible. This movie's dumb as hell. That's not clever at all. You're wrong. Yeah. Nope. You're just straight wrong. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a, that's a better way to frame my question is, is those people are just, they're doing it because they have a bias against it. And it's, it's well, very yeah. obvious. Or it's a shock value thing. Well, yeah, if, yeah. If, if you go in this movie as someone who's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it a fair shot. You know, I've been hearing good things and bad things. If you go in this movie with an open mind and without any kind of biases, there's no way you can walk out of the theater unhappy with what you just saw. There's just mm-hmm. not. Greta Gerwig's too good of a director to do that. Ryan well, Gosling is too good and Margot Robbie are too good. To you wouldn't be able to walk out of this movie and be like, on a scale of one to ten, this movie's a two. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that's it's, a tough thing to, to you'd swallow. Have, you'd have to really hate this movie to give it a score like that and really have to really have to understand why you hate it that bad to even be able to like begin to justify that. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it'd be really hard because I mean, we're going to discover as we talk here. I didn't like this. Chris movie. wasn't the biggest fan of this. Yeah. I didn't like this movie as much as, as much as, as you two did. And like my wife, my wife knew I wasn't going to like it before we even went. I was like, no, nah, like you will probably like it more, but you know, let's, let's go, you know, I want to give it a shot. And my, my reasons for not liking this movie are not, you know, I'm never going to say that the acting's bad, that the set design is bad, that the costume design is bad, that the com- the com- like there's no comedy here. All those things are absolutely a part of this film, mm-hmm. and they're fantastic. I can see why people will leave this movie and love this film. Sure. I can see that. It's just you know, it just didn't resonate with like with like me. So those are things that you know, when people go, you know, well, this movie sucks. No. Hold on. <laughs> Why does it suck? Yeah, exactly. I didn't like it. Yeah. You didn't answer the fucking be- question. Because a girl can't be president and girl Barbie's president. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Just yeah. So how's that working out for you in the social life? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> how's that working out for you in real life? Huh? How's that yeah. going? No, it, it's it, it's one of those things where like, you know, like 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 if you can look you can see a movie see that it's a good film talk about why it's a good movie and still not like it those arguments i can hear and i can talk about and i can understand and probably agree with on some fronts but yeah the whole this movie's trash it's really not you know what i mean it's it's got so many positive qualities in it that you know it's it's still a good movie in the end i agree i agree 100 percent actually so i mean but so let's dive into the actual movie then so mm-hmm. some of the cleverness that we have, for instance, is even though they're like it's like a live action version of Barbie and Ken, I love how the ocean is like it's plastic. Yeah. Yep. And like that's that was tough business. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he gets everyone's attention like Barbie, check me out. You know, in his very Ken way, like his very understated, like, check me out, Barbie. And then he just runs out there and just gets clobbered. It's just like I just I was laughing so I was very often the only person laughing and uproariously. Like oh, obnoxiously laughing. <laughs> Chris had uh, not the best movie experience with this. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. There was there were some people that were super ready to laugh at this movie and like obnoxiously laugh at everything that they saw on screen, including like when doors open and characters are there. It was hilarious, just uproarious laughter. But, but the thing is, so Chris was telling me this story before we started that somebody just started like laughing like cackling wildly when they saw will ferrell on screen for the first time before he even said anything 
he's in the fucking trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that's a funny guy. So I'm going to laugh at it. That mentality, definitely in my movie theater. Yeah. But that's okay. Because, I mean, that wasn't like a surprise no. that, hey, Will Ferrell's in this movie. And one thing I do want to say about Will Ferrell is because, like, this is a movie that I thought, and I actually thought about you about this because mm-hmm. I know you're not the biggest Will Ferrell fan. I thought, you know, the first time you see Will Ferrell, I was like, Chris probably hates this. But then I watched his character here, and I think, like, the role that he has in this is a fine, like, actually okay like it didn't bother me <laughs> well okay i mean i mean we're jumping like like in different places that's fine let's talk about will ferrell for a second um i don't i don't disagree that will ferrell's comedy was actually like you know was it works in this movie. movie however my problem with will ferrell's character is i don't think that character needed to be in the movie at all i don't think i don't think you need the mattel like that mattel side of it and so much if you removed all of that it doesn't really change anything that happened you could still have barbie and can go to the real world so Bar- you can still have Ken get taken over by, by the patriarch and hypnotized by it. Still have him go home and and have the Ken uprising and still have the adventure. The same thing happened without Will Ferrell's character in the movie. Okay. I feel like his character was a part of like an earlier script because I know this thing, was, this thing was redone a few times. I think like I mean, like they just couldn't get get rid of it, and they got Will Ferrell to come in and be a be a funny guy and do his thing with that well, like that physical comedy. I have so. a I have a thought if I can about why he's why they've kept him through all the various drafts, which I'm sure went through most movie went through through various drafts is for the same reason Chris Pine was in both Wonder Woman movies, even the second one after he was dead, was they needed someone for guys to come because like Ken is still part of that Barbie world. Yeah, but he's the, the star of this movie. He is, he is, no doubt. But when you know if your girlfriend's like i want to go see that and you're like why and then well you're like well will ferrell's in it i mean i could see like someone at the studio level being like well we need someone that's not part of the barbie world that the guys laugh at and like to get them yeah, but in the they theater. made they made him a part of the barbie world just yep. just in control of it yes but of being I mean, you wouldn't but you wouldn't know that until you watched the movie so, he, so i thought he was going to be a ken like an original Ken. Yeah, well, because like the way he acted and how how outlandish he thought and how it just doesn't fit in actual like society. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were gonna like do this thing where he was a Ken at some point and like got out. Actually, that's pretty um, clever. I didn't I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um, I I will disagree with completely what Grayson said about having Will Ferrell as a <laughs> as a draw yeah, for guys I, in this I, movie. I, I don't agree with that. But I will I will raise you one question. Without Will Ferrell in the Mattel group, that means we don't get that group coming through the Ken battle scene. And look, okay. we need that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the battle like, of the Kens. Don't get me wrong; it, it like they found ways to make that whole thing pay off. I just think you could remove it and still have a good. You're, you're probably right, but thing. I'm glad yeah. that like I have no problem with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's cool, but I mean, so like, like, like this film, like I think the opening for this film is good. It's clever. Uh, again, like you see a lot of things happening here, and there's subtle things, like Grayson said, where like. You know, the opening song happens once. Then it happens again right afterwards, but things change in the opening song. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're not listening for it, listening for it, you probably wouldn't even catch it because. Yeah, it's like the burnt toast and the, the shit same, like that. Yeah. Like, and, like, the words are sang in the same way, the same rhythm, but, the, like, they change the lyrics to match what's happening. And, like, you know, I think, thought that was clever. And the world does look unique. It, like,. Oh, set design! God damn. Yeah, dude. like, like, like they really worked on this. They did, and it, it looks good. Like, it looks interesting. It's eye popping and stuff. And like, when the crazy stuff happens, like when Ken hits the thing, goes flying in the air, or like they wreck the car and it just goes, it just flips off. over. Yeah. yeah, like all that was it, it, like it. It was such a good play on what the world is to like, because like these people look so real because they are, 
you almost forget, you know, what they're supposed to be. And then something like that happens to remind you. It's like, okay, yep. You know, this isn't, this isn't planet earth. And that plays out. in I think a really positive way early on, because it really establishes like, you know, these are, you know, these are people, these are not actual people. These are Barbies in, you know, in like a lifelike world. And then they come to the real world. Well, they're influenced by the people that play with. True. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like all these things I think actually work out pretty well. And I think are good positives for the way this thing starts. Because it also uh, shows you the comedy you're going to get too. Well, and the the one big thing that I um, that I think about this movie is, you know, comedy aside, like there's a there's a good story here about a mom not being, you know, completely sure of herself raising a teenage daughter. Because I mean, deep down, no matter what, that's super easy to do. I don't know why. She yeah, no, it must just, I, you know, she should just be a man. <laughs> It seems super easy. <laughs> Not even. I just ta- I just tell my wife to handle it. Yeah, I love that the dad's just doing like Duolingo on the fucking couch. <laughs> Where's that? He's probably He's fine. Fine. Yeah. He's just sitting there. But like, that's the real story here. Um, you know, Margot Robbie and you know Ryan Gosling aside, like America Ferrera. This is as much of her movie as it is either one of them two. You know, and like the story she has about being like a real mom in the real world, like that's that's what Barbie is trying to really hit home on. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I understand that, uh, like, why people would like that for that part of the story. Because I mean, I think it tells a good story about trying to connect with a teenage daughter. Because like, look, you know, you, me and you, we both have kids. We both have daughters. Yeah. You know, I don't pretend to have any fucking idea what my kids up to at half the time. What's <laughs> going on in her brain? So, yeah. and as she gets older, it's only worse for me. Yeah. So. You know, I kind of get it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I know for a fact that it's tough for some people. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's the that's the one big thing that a lot of people will take away from this. Like, you know, it has an, an element. Uh, it's weird that Barbie has a real element of realism in it, mm-hmm. but it, it certainly does. And I think it tells a good story because, like, look, in the end, you know, like, look, Barbie has a happy ending. Right. And it's let's it not is. let's not beat around the bush. There's no real spoilers here. Things work out in Barbie world, okay? You know, we're not we're not hiding anything from you. But the fact that, you know, after this whole little adventure, her and her daughter go on, like, you know, they end up reconnecting a little bit to, to like, help rekindle their relationship. And I, I think that's important, like, an important story to tell. Because, like, look, that's the real part of this fake-ass movie, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's where it comes from. Because, I mean, the reason Barbie comes to the real world is to find out who's playing with her and to help make that person happy and then we find out that it's not the daughter it's the mom yeah and that's an interesting story i did me. actually appreciate the fact that they that they kind of like they, they they show you the daughter and it's not the daughter it's the mom that needs the help i'm okay with that i think they should have held on that held on to that reveal or not gave you the clues as early on as they did and had that reveal to barbie and at the same time that's revealed to us instead of us knowing like like 15 minutes before Barbie figures it out, like, like, like who's, who's actually needs our help. I think that would actually have been, would it would have played better for the film and like get the message across that, like, you know, Oh, it's not just kids that, you know, that go through, you know, go through all this at at her age. It's adults go through this too. Everybody does. Yeah. So it's like, I think that would actually have been a more clever, like lead into that, but you also only have X amount of time for runtime too. So I get it. But I, I, I think that would have been interesting to see it kind of play out a little bit, a little bit later on a little more, you know, like, like, you know, below, like, like keep it under wraps a little bit longer. But held, held that secret a little longer. Just a little bit. But I get it. Still a good reveal. And, you know, like you said, it, it, it's a good subject matter. And like, and, you know, there's, persp- you know, it, like, it's all about perspectives. Cause you know, like, you know, all the talk of like 
you know the patriarchy and you know all you know all the nods to feminism in this you know movie which are blatant well like look they don't try to not no. have that here <laughs> and look i also want to bring up something anybody who is surprised that barbie has strong ties to feminism mm-hmm. if you didn't see that coming you're probably yeah. a fucking idiot yeah that's <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just gonna lay that out there but it's in like you know all those like with all that i i lost my train actually sorry no it's all i've ruined it with jokes <laughs> but like all that that's the with all that that's going on like like on the surface and very much like present in the whole film there are you know there's other things that you know there's not a lot of subtlety in this, both in the characters and in what's delivered. And no, I mean, there's a lot of blunt force. I, I I think that's one of the things that I, that's one of my critiques of the film is the fact that it's it's very heavy handed. And I've said in other movies, I don't like it when movies are preachy. And this movie has a few points where it, it, it very much is so. And those criticisms of the movie, I understand, because those are the things that that I had a problem with in the film. So like, sure. I kind of see that perspective is where, where I was at. But like. Well, I can't relate to the feminism like side of stuff as much as like other people can, you know, but like, you know, I can see why this is a big deal for some people. Like, you know, my wife saw it with me and she liked the movie and she said, like, you know, some of the stuff in like in the big speech that um, that America has in it mm-hmm. is, you know, she says she like some of that she agreed with. And, no, I get and like, it. you know, that's something I have no perspective on. You yeah. know, I have zero. So it's like, you know, I can't criticize it for having those things in it because that doesn't make any sense it's just it's doesn't connect with you doesn't connect with me and the fact that it's so heavy-handed i can see why people be like you know there are parts in this that i just don't like you know i can see someone saying that because you know it's so heavy-handed and it's something that that like a lot of people have no perspective on that you can say it's it, it's like it's you know well it's making people aware of it at the same time it's not making you aware of it it's it, it's it's nailing it it's nailing it on the on the nose which is a little different. So, like, that's one of the criticisms I guess I have for it. But Funny, you should say that. I was one of those people that's like, and not, and not that I didn't like the message she was trying to get across or the reason she's saying it is because it was so like it was one of the few things in the movie that's like, hey, idiot, this is what I'm talking about. I, I yeah, I, I, I wish. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I wish, they were trying uh, to beat her on the bush with that though. I don't think that was going to. No. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's the thing though. That, that, that goes along with the heavy-handed thing, mm-hmm. but like, off of what Grayson is saying, like that's going to be a a lot of people's favorite part of the movie. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Yeah. You know, but some people are not going to appreciate that because it, there's, there's no connection there and there's no perspective there. Eventually the there might be audience. a gender gap in that. Right. I mean, <laughs> maybe slightly, just a little bit. Perhaps the movie wasn't talking to me in those moments. How dare you, a man <laughs> in his late thirties, not be directly affected by a scene in a violence. Well, I believe see, they should have wrote that better to affect me. See, Obviously. I don't believe if you're going to say agrees with you. If you if you're going to say that the target demographic for this movie is females, I'm going to disagree with that. Well, I mean, you'd be wrong. Yeah, 100%. I don't but like I don't think that I just I mean, I mean you may think it's more men or you know what? No, no, no. I'm, I'm all not saying, women. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a hunt. No, I I just want to make the argument that it's like mm-hmm. the only demo is women. Like I no, like, so the only no. demo is not. No, no, I don't. Hey, that's I don't what a lot of people you know. No. You know, eighteen thirty-five is. It's uh, also you know. for dudes in their mid-thirties that are bi-curious, uh, you know, closeted and want to watch half-naked men all day. Ryan Gosling. Well, I don't think that's true. And, oh, very, yes. and very attractive women too, by the way. You said bi-curious, so you're going to play both sides it's of the. A, it's a huge yeah. Huge let's talk yeah. about this. I don't think that's you know what I was going for, but oh, I mean, oh, I really misread your lead, and I'm sorry. wow, <laughs> that's awkward. For no, you. but I mean. If, <laughs> well, I was saying the, the movie's clever enough, and it does enough things right, especially with Ken that. You could, 
I could almost even see if a if a couple goes to watch this a, a date movie, I could almost see the guy dragging his friends to a second viewing before I can see the girl dragging her friends to another viewing, to be honest. So I, I do, I want to comment on something that's slightly because like, look, I've, I've talked about Barbie. I told you guys I had seen it before yeah, yeah. our show last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw Oppenheimer yesterday, so it's still fresher in my mind, but all week I was telling people, I'd be like, Hey, I went and saw Barbie on Sunday and they would be like immediately. What did you think? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, hey, look, Barbie's really funny because mm-hmm. I thought Barbie was really funny. And people were like, oh, are you serious? And I'm like, no, dude, for yeah. real. Barbie's <laughs> fucking funny. Like, it's legit funny. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I don't know why people think like that's some sort of joke. Like, yeah. and then I don't know comedy for some reason. <laughs> like, I don't I don't get Surely that. Surely you just, uh... you funny man must be joking to me right now. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, Chris, you know. We talked, you weren't the biggest fan of this movie, but yeah. even you said, hey, look, you can appreciate there are funny moments in yeah. this movie. There are some really funny scenes. Now, listen, most of them, unfortunately, revolve around Ken. But oh, yeah, not but unfortunately, I mean, like, fortunately revolve around. Uh, hold on. When you write a character to be fucking funny, you can't be a, mad that he's fucking funny. That's the thing, right? Like, look, <laughs> the entire reason that Ken is the way that he is in this film is just for comic relief. Yes. And he fucking kills it. Yeah, exactly. And you can't be upset about that. But so, so, so does other Ken too. The guy who he's like, has like this weird rivalry with. Well, I mean, like, a lot of Ken's those two are actually, awesome. Lot, most of the Ken's are funny. Yeah. Most of the Ken's are funny. Um, but so do you guys remember, what was it like three months ago where we had saw the thing about like somebody who had seen the early screening yeah. of Barbie mm-hmm. Do you guys remember what that screening said? I don't remember now. So the gist of it, I'm not. This is just to summarize. No, no, yes, it's paraphrasing. Okay, was that Barbie's pretty funny, pretty well story driven, and Ryan Gosling is the star of this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and so far as they that you, they wouldn't be surprised if he got a supporting actor nom. Yeah. After watching Barbie, I completely agree with that sentiment. Yeah. And. That's one thing I do want to bring up here because, like, look, I'm not trying to be like Ken is the funniest character I've ever seen, but like in this movie, he steals every scene that he's in. Yeah. To the point where, like, the Oscar nomination thing, like, I'm not even joking. I wouldn't be super surprised if that happens. But what I was going to bring up to you is if there is any critical acclaim for this movie, like some sort of awards besides like shitty MTV movie awards and blah, 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 right? How ironic would it be? If the Barbie movie that Ken's the one that wins an Oscar, but because I, that's hold, hold on, hold on. Never. Well, okay, I bet you he gets a nomination though. Mm-hmm. That in itself is almost a win. Yeah, because like, look, I think Margot Robbie crushes it in this movie. Like, oh yeah, she's fucking great. Mm-hmm. She's not going to get an Oscar nomination. Well, hold on, for this. okay. So no, here's the, here's the thing about that. Here's that's got to be a lead role. Well, you yeah. you can't in today's okay. world. In today's world, you can't nominate Gosling without nominating Robbie. You just can't of do it. Of course you can. That's we see fun. it all the time. No, no, no. You cannot. Where we are today politically, there is no fucking way you can nominate Ryan Gosling in a Barbie movie for best performance and not the Margot Robbie. There's just I no think you way can. you can. I absolutely do not agree with that statement. You're insane I, if you think that's going to happen. I agree with Grayson. Yeah, 100%. There's no doubt I'm going to say that. Well, nope. so, so, so I, I think, because I was thinking the same thing as you were saying that, was is that... I can't see them giving an Oscar to Ryan Gosling and not Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie not getting an Oscar no. in that film. No like fucking just, way. 
No way. Either they, either I, they, either, now the nomination thing's different. But well, I would double down and say that she wouldn't even get nominated. He probably will. Well, no. I, well, here, here's the thing that's going to happen. If she has to be nominated for lead, mm-hmm. he gets nominated for supporting, which well, is that's easier the thing. If, to be nominated for. Well, more if, likely, yeah. if he wins for supporting, because we'll get that award before we get the 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 actress award. If Ryan Gosling wins for supporting, then we know Margot Robbie will win for lead no, actress. No, Barbie. you cannot say that. No, you absolutely he, cannot saying, make that statement a- a- anecdotally, which I agree with. Yeah, hundred percent. If the, if they want to give it to Gosling. They have to give it to her. You cannot do one without. I don't. No, they don't. Pre, don't hold think. on, hold on, Roger. Pre twenty twenty, you could have done that. Post twenty twenty, there's no fucking way you can get away with that. Not a one chance. Of course you can. No, fine. I don't think we'll see when it happens. Then I don't think there's a world where Ryan Gosling gets supporting actor and and Margot Robbie doesn't get. Act, uh, actor, lead the actors. internet would be lit on fire the very next day, and it wouldn't stop for five years. But, but I mean, it would, it, 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 would, it would just say, "Why do you overdramatic everything?" Because no that, one would give a shit in twenty minutes. In a movie about the toppling the patriarchy, the guy gets the award. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. Not one bit. Never, never told a joke. Not once. All right, Did fine. We we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna table this because. Man, whatever world you're in, it, it, it isn't Earth. It's Earth sixty five or whatever. It's crazy. But well, insane. ironically, that ironically, that's when the patriarchy was at its, was at its peak. But anyway, so I Gosling is the star of this movie. That's a fact. He is the stronger of the two, and I'm not taking anything away from Margot Robbie because she also is fantastic. But mm, I and I don't and it, I don't think it's intended for Gosling to for the movie to come out the way that it did. And I'll bet you they have nineteen different cuts of this. I disagree that you think that Ryan Gosling is the better is the is the is the stronger actor in this. Ryan Gosling's character Ryan Gosling's character, while hilarious and absolutely, you know, perfect in comedian timing and all this other stuff, the character of Ken was a much simpler role than Barbie, in my opinion, because of how deep that Margot Robbie's character actually had to go, all the arc that she has, all the emotion she shows. Everything else that goes along with that, she absolutely, I think, has more on her plate than Ryan Gosling is can at any given time. And I believe wholeheartedly that she that she does a better job in the realm of acting okay. to get that done than whatever Ryan Gosling had to do for. Ken. Okay, but I got one. I got one question for you. What? You don't. Okay. You don't. You don't watch Barbie for five years. Someone mentions Barbie. Who do you think of first? Not Margot uh, Robbie. Not as a, a straight man. Margot you think, Robbie. No, 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 no. You think of you remember how amazing Ken was, how funny he was. Ryan Gosling was as Ken. I I don't know, man. Well, I mean, that, that, that's just. I mean, I just. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like, I mean, we all. This is subjective. Unfortunately, it's more subjective than I would like it to be. But I just think he was the more of the standout takeaway than Margot Robbie. Well, I mean, we're, we're all allowed to have you know sure, really sure, sure, affected sure, by the movie sure. in in all the different ways. So. Because like, there's a lot of people that are going to say that that America Ferrera was 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 their favorite character. Oh, and, sure, and their absolutely. Biggest character, and Hold or the on. or the daughter. Would yeah. you like me to explain why he gets an Oscar and she doesn't even get a nob? <laughs> still, we're still. Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. By all means. Well, I mean, because I was just immediately like, that can't happen. Yeah, yeah. What if she's not the best actress in her own fucking movie? Oh, okay. You're talking. You're talking about. Oh America. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, well, she, they they steal from each other. Yeah, and you can't nominate one without the other. Well, yeah. So here's the thing: there's a lot of people, and Oppenheimer's gonna have the same problem. There's a lot of people that could get supporting actor actors. 
in this movie. Sure. You know what I mean? Because there are there are more there's more than one or two characters that have a big impact on with like with like that have a big impact on this movie. Well, there's only one that could get supporting actor. Just, well, yeah, yeah. just Ryan Gosling. I mean, it could be, it could, it could be, it could be a number of the Kens, but mm. it's, it's, it's going to be Gosling. It's going to be. You know that that's not true, right? No, but I'm just saying they could pick anyone, but it, Gosling's going yeah. to get that if anyone, of course. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go in the world of it, could happen. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, as I was saying, America for America's character is going to be one that people connect with, you know, more than more Barbie. Than Barbie times, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so if, there's, if there's any reason why she's it. maybe a little stronger, is because she's written to it's be a real a, person. She's 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 a real woman that yeah. everyone's supposed to, you know. She's the Sam Witwicky character that everyone can relate to, you know. In Transformers and, and Barbie is she's the one we're relating to, not Barbie. It's I mean, you bring that America up a lot, Ferrari. but I related to those cold dead <laughs> Autobots more than I did Sam Witwicky, honestly. Fine, but fine. it's fine. Um, it's. But yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. So um, like, I I I know I know this is a big movie, and we're talking about a lot of things. I think the other thing that I want to say about this film, my other critique, is the whole talk about like the, this this movie ends up a certain way, right? Like, you know, we do this thing. Bar- Barbie Land is in there's danger. a happy ending. It's in it's in danger from the Kens, and then you know we come the Kendom. Yeah, the Kendom. They come back, you know, and they save Barbie Land, right? But like the whole the whole message this movie's trying to get off does it it contradicts itself, especially with the way the movie ends. That, that this is my other big thing that I have a problem with, and this is just writing, like like this is a writing problem. This could be about any subject in any movie and have a problem with this. The whole thing is about you know the problem with the patriarchy and you know what feminism is and why it is the way it is today and why it's needed. All this other stuff and. They go to the real world and find out that it's upside down. That it's Barbie all men. solved feminism. <laughs> True, <laughs> but like, but like, the problem is, is that you know that the patriarchy is in full swing, and that the world is upside down. The one they thought it was, girls don't rule the world. All this kind of stuff, and then you know everything happens, and I think the line about the Supreme Court judges at the end bothers me the most because it's like they talk like the the other Ken wants Ken, to be can on we the be Supreme, on the Supreme Court? Court and they're no. like no no you can't you can have one of the lower courts though that's that's literally the the transposed position that like that the movie's taking about how like you know it's bad because men are in charge and they control everything but we're going to back to Barbie land where Barbies are just controlling everything and the men are, no, you can't do that. We're, we're going to keep this us and you can be below us in that sense. Whereas I think a better outcome of the movie would have been them kind of like phasing in the Kens so that Kens don't feel like Anne Kens and bring them a part of like the Barbie world in a bigger way, which is what it's supposed to be about, I think. So can I ask you a question yeah, real yeah. quick? Do you think that that's bad writing or it's just overly ironic? <sighs> There's a point where irony stops being irony, and it become and it becomes like it becomes the problem, though. Right? Okay, no, that's so, that's fair. The only reason I, I said that is yeah. because to me, I looked at that as an ironic thing. I didn't, I didn't think about it from a, a, a bad or lazy writing perspective. But I, I absolutely see where you're coming from after yeah. you brought that up. But I, I never felt it was that way. Yeah, so I get you. But, but again, these are the, these are the inconsistencies that, that sure. like, like bother me as I watch the movie. So I'm thinking about them actively. Yeah. No, Whereas you. you know, you know, other people aren't going to see that at all as a problem in any way, shape, or form. But it's like, you know, the whole story of of, of what feminism is. It's trying to, to 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 bring us to bring everyone closer together to where you know there isn't that that huge split in power between both sexes. But then it's like Barbies take over, and they're like, 
nah, you guys can't be a part of all this. We're we're in charge. So it's like it's just it's just this weird inconsistency within like the message of the movie. It, it contradicts not even itself like, in, in like the in, in the eleventh hour, yeah. Just in the messaging of the film, it's not even like 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 the writing of the movie and like the lines that are being said. That's the problem. It's like the fact like the movie's message is one thing, but then they're like, nah, screw that though. That's what bothers me. Those are the things that I can I can pick at in this film that make me not like you know not like it as much as I could if you know even if like that end part isn't there. That's like that's something that doesn't stick in my mind when I think about it. Okay. These are dream houses, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about two other characters then. Let's talk about Alan, Michael, Sarah, and let's talk about um, uh, all the members of NSYNC. Weird Barbie. All of them. (laughs) So I I think Weird Weird Barbie is far more of an important character, Kate McKinnon's character, than Alan. Alan's just strictly comedic relief, right? I wanted Al. I thought it felt like they were setting up Alan to be something bigger, but then he just kind of doesn't. I, I, I thought. Okay. I thought so. When these kids so realize too, that you can sack bricks other ways other than straight up, <laughs> we're gonna have a real problem. <laughs> They're looking at the stack of bricks that's like thirty feet. High. <laughs> one day, one day they're gonna figure out they can they can they can build it lengthways and not just all the way up. Yeah. I thought I I Chris agree with you. I thought he was gonna Alan was gonna be something like some weird kind of piece of the puzzle that fits in the end that he's Ken's friend. All but of like Ken's close fit if, him. If you'll notice if you'll notice all the men's care all the men characters were for comedic effect. Sure. And like you know what I mean? But like that's I'm surprised they didn't give him more of a dramatic or more of like a a, a, a revelatory, you know, arc in I, the end to one of the men. I think that, you're overthinking Barbie. Well, maybe, maybe, but if anyone's going to have those Glossons care, but like, again, the movie doesn't, it, it just doesn't develop that way. So, I mean, he, I mean, even in the end when, you know, they're doing the plan, which I think is hilarious, by the way. And like every night is boys night <laughs> and she's at his front door he and shuts the door in his face. And then he, she's at the door and like, he goes in and he does this thing where he's like, he's finally excited that he's like, yes, yes. And then you can hear him. He's like, what's up? You caught me reading. So- <laughs> That's great. And I, I really want to talk you tell about, me about horses. <laughs> I really want to talk about the beach scene where they're all playing the what the who's that John Mayer, the John Mayer song, whatever. When there is you're talking about the fight? No, no, I'm talking about the and the guitar scene where when they're oh, when, yeah, when, yeah. when they're singing that long ass I forget what song that is, but it was is I that, laughed super, super hard. It was Is it the Ken song? Yeah, like Anywhere else yeah. I'd be a ten. Isn't <laughs> No, I don't Isn't think that no. a Pearl Jam song? No, he's talking about the uh, what the push oh, you around song. Oh yeah, oh, push! I wanna push you. Around. That's <laughs> Matchbox Twenty. Yeah. Oh, that's when they, when they just go through and then they're just cycling through it. Yeah. Yeah. they just start like looking harder and playing yep. harder. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard that, and again, I was the only one laughing in my theater. So you know hard. what's funny is I know a guy like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yep. I didn't. I didn't say that. that I'm going to play guitar. I didn't for say that four these hours. opinions here were, were completely unfounded. I'm, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> I'm going to play guitar at you for four hours. Yep. Not to you, at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to talk about the uh, the the actual battle of the Kens <laughs> <laughs> because sure. did they they I did mean, the Monty the, Python thing with the horses where they weren't riding? I want to know how many shoots it took. To get all that done without them just six months, at least, right? Because you can see it on their faces when when they're in the leotards and like doing like the weird ballet Dance thing, fight. and they and, and and then they both pull back the bow and arrow. Like you, they're just they're about to laugh so hard, both of them, and eventually they 
they just said, fuck it. We're, we're keeping, we're keeping that Leave shot. Leave it in. Leave it in. Yep. Because they've been doing that same shot for the last, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and they just can't get past it. Yeah. That's it. Cause it just, it's hilarious. Like the odd, the audacity of what's happening and how they have to act and how they have to think the whole time they're doing these things. Well, they're doing like the downward punching, like it's fucking um, <laughs> West side story. <laughs> oh, like all that. And just like seeing on their faces, the fact that they're like, they're holding in laughter made that so much more enjoyable because God damn it. They are human. And it's hilarious to see that kind of stuff on screen where like it's the comedy so good that they can't help just laugh as they're doing it that feels good in a film where like, you know, you want to see that because I don't know. It, it, it reminds you that, you know, Hey, this is funny because, you know, for, because it is, you know, it, it is audacious. It's, it, it's ridiculous. And the humor is good because of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Give me a brewski beer. <laughs> That's they can only hold, they can only, only hold like a six pack. <laughs> Mini fridges are awesome though. T- testament to the one here sure. in the studio that freezes everything, yeah. which is amazing. I told you that thing's like thirty years yep. old for real. Yeah, that thing's old as shit. That Just thing's gonna work over. after after all the nukes fall. It's still gonna, gonna be fucking what, what, climbing that like in the Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones could get in there. He could survive. He could. He could. That thing's gonna be chilling. Whatever's in there long after we're all dead. I don't know. What else do we need to talk about about Barbie? I don't know. What else you got on your list, Grace? You got any left? Well, let's 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 talk about Greta Gerwig um, for one second uh, with yeah, relation to Barbie. She can make whatever she wants at this point. Yeah, she's. Is, is, is that where she's at now? You think? Hundred uh, yeah. percent. Yeah. After. Well, I mean, she's been there for a while now. But she was Barbie probably. Was she was probably close to that before Barbie. She's definitely that after Barbie. Well, because like looking at her movie list, she hasn't like really made like the same thing twice. She's done no, something different. She every does time. different stuff. Yeah, which is impressive in its own right because you're not because you're not like perfecting one type of movie. She's just good enough to go. Well, I mean, okay, so thing. she has Lady Bird up for Oscars. Little women, multiple Oscars. Little women up was Oscars. up for multiple Oscars, and Barbie, which will be up for more than one Oscar. So I mean, look, she's got a we'll very, she's got a very good resume. She's got, a, I mean, her pedigree is. Oh. It's going to so be the, up. It, the question it, is, it, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it, it's going to be up for costume design and all that other shit too. No, uh, out. Original song. Original song. I, I'm kind of not kidding. No, no. That. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Like, what else has come out? You know, what I mean? right. <laughs> Because it has two real cracks at that. It has the opening song and it has Ken's song. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the original song is probably going to go to Color Purple for whatever. Those right? aren't original songs. Yeah, they're not original, right? Oh, okay, fair. No, that matters. The movies that, that, that the original song is almost always against, it's it's usually like a kid's movie. Yeah. So okay, fair. All, fair. The, all the adults are going to be like, no, I like that one. <laughs> so it, it's it does have a real shot of winning those things, which is funny. Yeah, and so, you can't use already released stuff yeah. for Color Purple because we've already been down that road. Can't use the same song to get nominated for it. So my my question is: Does she do a sequel to Barbie, which is absolutely been greenlit at this point, or does she do something else first and then come she back to Barbie? Well, I don't I, think she do. I, don't, I here's the thing: If I'm her, I don't double up on Barbie. No, never. No, You're you take that. a couple. No, you you can do another one. I just don't think you would ever want to do it back to back. Oh, yeah. Because I think if they were going to do it back to back, they probably would have shot them back to back. Yeah. Well, and like also like a movie like that with a direct with like a, a good director, you, you want you want time for the a, fre- a fresh take of it. Yeah, the ups and downs to kind of c- come and go to subside and to reexamine your film and, and think about all the things you 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 
you feel like you would have done better, you know, that, than the first time around and be able to apply that instead of jumping right into something like that. Like three or four it. years from now, you'd be like, I'm ready to revisit Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Like the world's a little bit different. We got a whole bunch of new material we can work yep. with. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. If Because focus group testing is such an important thing to studios because they like making money. If they ask, if they ask 5,000 people, do you want to see another movie about Barbie? Or do you want to see a movie about Ken? What do you think is going to be the overwhelming answer? It's uh-huh. probably Ken. Yeah, yeah, not, not probably. It will be Ken. For 4,995 of those answers, it'll be Ken. Hmm. So that's my, I mean, that's my point with the, or that was my question with the sequel is, or do we just go, do we do, we do another movie in the same universe but focus on Ken? Or do we just have a completely bro Ken version of Barbie without, without any of the Barbies, just, just the Kens on an o- their own crazy adventure? I think you need Barbie to level out Ken, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that was the whole thing in this movie is like it's it's Barbie and Ken. It's not Barbie Ken. It's Barbie and Ken. So yeah, I, I agree with you. It's never just they... and Ken. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, it's That's a Kenism. <laughs> and he's well. When I found out the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I was kind of dis- you know I was kind of disappointed anyway. Kind of lost interest. <laughs> I do love when they do like the overhead drone shot. Of like them all sleeping on like the couches and stuff, mm-hmm. and like all the TVs are playing like this majestic horse, yep. just <laughs> running in slow motion on every. All of TV. them are playing the same thing, the same it's frame time. for yep. frame, the same. Perfect. Well, th- so I do have a question that the movie asked that we never got an answer to, and it how fucking sweet are horses? No, it's very. Bo- it's bothered me on an existential level since they said it. Ooh, where did the Ken sleep? <laughs> where do they go? Where do they go? Yeah. <laughs> Good like I was hoping that we'd find out that information when like the Barbies had to leave the dream houses beach. <laughs> I mean, it's a possibility, but they never actually show you. And I, I didn't know where the Kens are. At. Maybe they hang out with a pregnant chick. Oh, maybe. Oh yeah. Or the just... chick where you raise her hand and her boobs get bigger. <laughs> I, like when Will Ferrell, I like when Will Ferrell's in Barbie land and he's like pregnant Barbie. I thought we discontinued you. Well, well he screamed like a banshee. Skipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hilarious, hilarious. Um, yeah. I do. I thought it was really cool how we got to see the inventor of Barbie too. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that, I mean, I'm assuming that's really her, and not just some weird movie. No, that's Rhea Perlman. Okay, that's okay. I thought that was really cool though. How we that's got Danny to... DeVito's wife. Wait, hold on. Who? Where? The lady that plays Barbie's creator. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's not the actual creator of Barbie, but yeah, no, she's. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got that we like that's not a fictional person that we actually got. I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah, that's yeah. a real person. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, she's long dead. That's why she. Yeah, says... my wife found out that the the woman on the bench is significant too. She's like she's like a very famous costume designer in Hollywood. She's like ninety some years old. She's like legendary for costume really? design. Yeah. Or she had a hand in this movie. She, I mean, at least to some degree, you know yeah. what I mean. Which which I think is really cool. I love knots like that. I think that's that, that's a cool way to pay homage to like you know some very important people yeah, that have been absolutely come and gone, especially yeah. if they've influenced you directly. Oh yeah, and Greta Gerwig is definitely big enough yeah. of a director to have that kind of pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, you, I mean, just to sum it up, then before we score it, is Barbie's a hit? I think, and it's I mean, you know, the box I was, office alone says that well, financially, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I find it interesting, Chris, because and I wanted to bring this up because you know, in our mass text, when I got done with Barbie, I said oh, I loved it, and you say, you know what, it wasn't my thing. I didn't really love it, and I, I respect yeah, that. True, I respect that. I do. I was kind of surprised because you're you're a kind of guy that I think likes the satirical stuff and it likes the clever comedy, and 
So I was surprised to hear that you didn't. It, this really, this wasn't really something that fired on all, all cylinders for you. Yeah, it just again, it, it's some of the inconsistencies. The you know the message behind it doesn't resonate with me. You know for good reasons. You know I'm a manly man. You know I've 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 all that going for me all at the same time. It's but, okay to cry. It's okay to cry. I just I just can't. But like <laughs> it's it's you know it's all those things combined that kind of like kill a movie for me. You know I can deal with one or two of those things being present, but like when there's enough stacked up against it, like I can I can look at a film acknowledge that it's good and successful and see why people like it and not like the film. You know what I mean? I think that's fair, just where okay. I stand yeah, on no, it. That's fair. Like, in the world out there right now, there are people that don't think that the Lord of the Rings trilogy is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Nope. And that's, that's insane fair. to think about. I mean, so but, one you know, one it, thing it, that always, if my example is Midsummer and what's the other one? Her, Hereditary. People love yeah. those movies. You know, we talked at length about them. We gave them their, their, their due. We just, mm-hmm. you know, Roger and I said, just there are movies that don't speak to us. So, yep. I think that's okay. I, so I, I yeah, you, I, I understand I that. that you need that. So I really do understand that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm surprised that like the the whole, especially the the one scene that like stood out for this. What I'm about to say is when they're having the conversation in Barbie's bedroom, and like Ken's being all dramatic, like he's almost like he's on stage. You know, he's grabbing the pole and he's putting his back to it, and like his movement is so pronounced, and he's being so dramatic. I, I'm surprised that wasn't enough to like pull you in a little, a little more than it did. I mean, like. The, that happening the entire movie, which it did because Ken was always doing mm. it. I was just surprised it wasn't enough to get you to almost like a neutral area. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm so Maybe. surprised. That, that, well, um, like, like I don't know, like comedy for me in movies is 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 a little bit different on my end of things because, like, I don't know, I don't, I, I'm a hard sell on comedies and romantic comedies and all that kind of stuff. Like, like a movie really has to be funny in in a lot of different ways for it to really catch me, comedy wise. Whereas Ken is funny. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was a hundred minutes of the same exact funny the whole time. So like it's easy for that to kind of doll out for me, or like to be very hit and miss at that point. So I think that might be why too, because like all the all the comedy from the Kens, all the Kens was all the same. So it, that has diminishing returns for me. I think is probably a big a big part of that. All right, fair enough, Roger. What about you? Anything you want to say before we move to score it? Nope. All right, um, I'll go first because I, I feel all like right. I'm, I'm going to be the highest here. But uh, Barbie I for think me Roger's gonna be the highest. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll find out. Barbie for me is was a movie that I was kind of lukewarm going into. I I knew what it was. I knew who was making it. I knew who the stars were. Uh, what I couldn't guess without seeing it first is how well made it was. How how competent of a comedy it actually was to me, and how sublimely clever it was. So to me, Barbie is an eight and a half. I mean, I could, if I'm doing more thinking, I could probably talk myself up to a nine, but I, I'm more comfortable with an eight and eight and a half. Um, I, I do think it's going to be up for some Oscars. I, I don't think it's going to be up for like best picture or anything, but I, there will be, you know, I could see Gosling getting nominated. I can see America Ferreira getting nominated. I could see, um, sure, certainly Margot Robbie getting nominated. I could see a ton of nominations coming, and especially for like costumes, maybe, uh, you know, some of the musical numbers sure a lot of this is great and it's i'm glad that people are really digging it and seeing it multiple times so eight and a half is where it sits for me go ahead buddy i'll go so this movie for me uh it it loses it loses a lot of steam on my end of things because of its its inconsistency with its messages i brought up and it it just it has some problems with like the way it tries to deliver things i don't like preachy films and i don't like 
the heavy handedness of it. And I say that about films I like too. So it, it's just one of those things where a lot of that stuff. You are consistent are, with that. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's something that, you know, it goes into my thinking on it. And again, the comedy while funny, it is the same comedy for the entire run. So it, it, that can wear on it. However, fantastically acted, awesome set design, costume design, all these things we talked about, man, like this movie has so many positives going for it. Um, just didn't click for me on all on all fronts. For for me, this move this movie is a six and a half. I like this movie. I can recommend it to anybody that is interested in any way, shape, or form. If someone asked me, "Hey, you know, I was thinking about it. Should I see it?" That's an absolute yes for most people, right? It's it, it, it's an, it's an easy yes. So this movie is a six and a half for me. So I went to a movie called Ken, <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking ruled. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Ken is giving it at 11. <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, look, it's funny because, like, you know, I'm not really a guy that, you know, I'm not Barbie's peak demo. <laughs> Probably not. Obviously. <laughs> but, like, look, man, I thought Barbie was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, I, I laughed through the whole movie. And, you know, like, I, I thought legitimately, too, during the emotional stuff, like, I could see why people mm-hmm. enjoy it, you know, like, for a little bit of a deeper movie than than what I, you know, thought it was. Um, that being said, like, look, Barbie's not perfect, but Barbie's pretty damn funny and, you know, fun matters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, here in a few minutes, we're going to double down and talk about, you know, it's counterpoint mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, which is legitimately the opposite of Barbie opposite. in every way. It's kind of the opposite of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> um, but like, I enjoyed Barbie very much. The people that I have talked to that have seen Barbie also enjoy it very much. And I think that that's important. Um, I will absolutely watch Barbie again. The sooner I, the soonest I get a chance to do it, probably. Yeah. Um, especially because like Christ, I hope it's, it's like twenty minutes longer and it's just all Ken. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that being said, you know, I score wise, listen, I was going to give it an eight and a half. Okay, uh, you know, it's it's not a nine, it's not a ten, but look, I, I'd recommend it to everybody. I think any person who, you know, if you like Margot Robbie, if you like Ryan Gosling, if you like America Ferrera. Like they're all very strong in this movie and it'll make you laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see why anybody wouldn't at least find this movie funny. Yeah. So eight and a half. So what do you think is her best movie so far? I would say little women, but that's little women, but I, I, I gave that a 10. No, no, yeah. that's, that's when I, that's when I gave a nine, nine and a half and you called me a coward for it. Uh, yeah, Cause I gave point. it a 10. Yeah. yeah. Little, little women's a 10. It, it is. Grayson's 10. wrong. No, I mean like I've in, in retrospect, I know it's a 10, but you know, mm. Um, okay, you great. owe me a hundred dollars. Where was that written? It just is part. It's one of our bylaws here. Yeah, I agree. What, you ever what change the... your score retroactively? You pay me a hundred bucks. All right, fair, <laughs> fine, fine. Oh, <laughs> if I do it, it just happens. <laughs> That's so fair. We oh, voted on that when you weren't here. You and Chris voted on it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it was just me. I was the only <laughs> person here, so all the motions I made passed. The democratic system won out. It was one to zero. Okay, okay. Would you like to vote on it again I mean, now? <laughs> no, because you're Chris is going to vote for your favor. So no, I would not. Thank you. You don't know that. I mean, I have a pretty yeah, good idea. So well, hold on. Like, you just asked the, the question about about the director. What about for Margot Robbie? She Ooh. already could do whatever she wanted. That's no, no, a, like, well, her best like, movie. Like, yeah, like, like, what's her best? What's her best movie? Man, that's a True. that's a tough one. So if I mean, if you're asking me about Ryan Gosling's best movie, I would say I Drive. mean. Quick answer is Drive or Blade Runner twenty forty nine. How did you make this about Ryan Gosling? I asked you about Margot Robbie. No, but it's I'm, I'm asking. I know. 
<laughs> oh my god, stop it, it is not. But I was just saying, I was thinking about that earlier of how like phenomenal of a movie Blade Runner 2042 or 2049 is and how yeah. Gosling makes it. He's the one that puts it over the edge. Hmm. Um, but looking at Margot Robbie, oh my gosh, she's got a lot of stuff coming up. Her I'm best movie? Mm-hmm. I, Tanya. I, Tanya's not a bad choice. Uh, when was that? It was like 2011 ish, something like that. 17. Oh, that's 17. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm just looking at a quick list of all of them. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, so, like, well, while you're looking, I think that most people that I talk to, you know, they knee jerk to Wolf of Wall Street, but like her performance in that is. Yeah, but I don't. Her perf- I don't consider that a Margot. I don't. I don't consider that a Margot Robbie movie, though. Well, and it, that's exactly it. That's not her film, and like so many people, like like point to that, but it, it that's just kind of like where she blew up from and all this other stuff. So like, it's easy. That was to her like, big break. It's easy to knee jerk to that, I think. Whereas you know, like she's been in she's been in some stuff. You know, not all of it great. Actually, a lot of it not great, like like critically. But I think this might be her best her best performance in a in a movie. I know that's I know that's something talking about you know like you know playing the blonde stereotypical Barbie kind of thing, but what what was asked of her in this film and what she brought to the screen I think was impressive for a movie that was a, a, about Barbie. You know what I mean? Like, well, the other the other that. answer the other she's answer, been nominated for two Oscars. Yeah, so hmm. she got nominated for supporting in Bombshell in 2020 mm-hmm. and I Tanya in 2018. I forgot she about Bombshell, probably deserved both. Mary Queen of Scots was really good, and she was really good in it. We didn't talk about yeah. that one, but another one that she, a lot of people might need jerk to is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Although that's not a Margot Robbie movie, yeah, but yeah, yeah. she's in it. She's but in that movie. She's in that yeah. movie, though. Yeah, I don't. Know, I think her performance here is actually really, really good. No, it, it might be Barbie. You're, it, it could be Barbie. She looks like Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with her getting cast for a role that she looks that, that she looks. We didn't talk about the, the about the narration joke, which is on point about how like if you don't think that she's beautiful or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you know. A note to the audience: Margot Robbie is the wrong person to cast if you if you if you'd like to talk about this point. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually really, I, very well timed too. Is it really was like that? That was a that was a big laugh for, from me in, at that part. It, that was good. I agree. I would agree. All right, gentlemen, we have talked about another movie. Is in the can. Let's wrap this one up. Don't worry. We're going to talk about another movie. Oh, boy, are we. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. This has been episode 341A of Ford Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two. Rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I am Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, Chris and I will be taking a look at the Haunted Mansion and a more in-depth look at Nimona from Netflix. Yeah, I'll be on vacation. And you know, they, that's the thing. I want pictures. Of what? Oh, you know. You know. You know. <laughs>